Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Good morning, Melbourne, because it's like <laughs> 8 in the morning in Melbourne. Is it? Yeah, yeah it probably is, isn't it? I, I don't know if any Australians will hear us. Oh, yeah, dude, uh, we have like a big aboriginal following. We, in the we know no Germans will hear us right now, no, which is no, really they, sad, yeah. which is really sad. Oh, so are, are, we, are we on the YouTube we're doing the YouTube, uh, folks. We are doing YouTube. Uh, uh, the poll, the poll numbers are in. YouTube is one, almost three to one. So what's um, so what's the URL for this? It's games.youtube.com. No, it's gaming.youtube.com/slash/c/slash/spacegamejunkie. C like Charlie. Yes, C is in Charlie. Space Game Junkie. I'm pretty How sure did you that's get a cool name like that. Mine's you have all to have jacked fi- up. It's like alphabet. You have to have 500 subscribers on your YouTube channel before you, they'll let you have a uh, custom URL. Oh my God! Quick, everybody, go to Alien Pickle. I, yeah, take, I know. Take go your go stock to Ro- out of Space Game Junkie. No, invest no, in Alien have... Pickle. It's <laughs> yeah. I'm still. I'm, I, oh. Yeah, I have the same problem with Rogue Game Junkie right now. Is that I can't do that with it yet. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. I'm still getting over this cold, so I might be coughing. Um, I'll try and mute myself, just but FYI, just every now and then you might hear some phlegm. So, folks, we have a guest this week. Uh, f- our first time th- three timer. He's a three. Uh, th- this is our first third time guest. Welcome back to the show, Paul. I'm not going to try to say your last name. Hey, guys. What's been happening since I talked to you guys last? Let's uh, catch up. Well, let's Two see. years. Rebel Galaxy came out. That looks great. I saw uh, your uh, video of it this morning. Let's see. Thank you. Um, Elite came out. That's really it. Um, I mean, that's really all there is worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Other stuff has happened. Lots has happened, actually. Um, all kinds of crazy stuff. But speaking of crazy stuff, you... Sir, have a new Kickstarter going, which I was surprised by, uh, for a sequel to Void Destroyer. And it's, uh, and I gotta say, I'm really liking what you're doing. Now, folks, if you haven't played Void Destroyer 1, it's balls hard. It is, it is punch me in the balls, and I'm gonna enjoy it hard. I'm, I'm sorry, Paul. Paul is here to apologize to you all. No, for that first level. No, it's um, it's it's tough. <laughs> if but you've seen the second level, you're a better here's man. Here's the I. thing, though. Here's here's the here's the thing. Um, if you have Void Destroyer one, Paul released some free DLC, which turns it into like an open university, privateery, elite style game. Not like fully blown, but it's like a concept type thing. That's like the precursor to Void Destroyer two, which. Am I right? It gets rid of all the scripted stuff, and now exactly, it's purely, yeah. now it's purely there, open. There's still going to be like scripted missions, sure, uh, things sure. like that, you know. But it's not it's not like leading you along, like the first game. Um, the first game was great from that regard. It was just really simple, uh, one step after the other. It was great to release the first game first, right, and then be able to like, okay, let's work on the second one. Let's make it open this time. Just a bit more complex, complicated stuff like that. But it, it, yeah, the second game is going to be a open sandbox. So to me, really, it's like I'm working on the same game for the right. past whatever years. To me, I'm just like keep keep working on uh, the game originally that I originally wanted to make, but took a little detour. Which I think I just think is going to work out really well. 
Right. So I've been playing with this, um, guys. You can just go to VoidDestroyer.com and get this prototype, right? Yeah. So, well, how does how yeah. does the free room stuff work in the first game? Because I was unaware of that. I just I just found so, so in the first game, that. it's um, yeah, yeah, it, it works pretty much like in like you're gonna see Brian uh, demonstrate here, where you have this overworld map that looks sort of like Mountain Blade ish, where it's uh, you're like a little tiny ship, you know. And you right-click where you want to go. The map is 2D. Um, right. And then you go to different locations or anywhere in between. If you get attacked or you switch to space or whatever, then you get that location type of thing. So there's asteroid fields. There's uh, bases. It's like radiation fields. Um, you go from base to base. You pick up missions. You do them. You go to an asteroid field. Um, in the prototype, these things don't exist. But in the, in the Voice Destroyer 2, you know, you'll be able to... Uh, by like transport ships and mining ships, and they can work for you independent, kind of like in uh, X2, I think, uh, yeah, where you most, had like the universal trader type of idea. Yeah, most of the X games, I think, allow that kind of functionality. But then here you also have like mining ships that will do their own thing for yourself, or like civilian transporters, like repair ships. Um, the nice thing is, is that whatever the AI can do, you can do. Um, so if the AI can have like transport ships doing their thing you can do it if, if they can have uh repair ships you can have a repair ship fleet or you can be a pirate you know you can uh attack those repair ships uh type deal oh i think you're gonna get murdered brian i probably am gonna get murdered but that's okay i wanted to see this i wanted to oh shit there's a oh oh wow okay yeah i'm i am definitely yeah so so yeah i'm gonna include a brian button actually i included it this morning um what that is, is there's going to be a distress signal button. Yeah. And, yeah, when you're in trouble, you can press that button and, like, the space cops will, will show up um, and help you out. That's only if you're near <laughs> space That's cops. funny. But, of course, like, you know, distress signals means that, uh, like, pirates can also pick you up. So you can actually even call pirates to you. Or you might be able to set up ambushes, stuff like that. But unofficially, it will be called the, the, the Brian button. Officially, it'll be the distress signal, but uh, you know we, we'll both and everybody who's listening to this will know it's the Brian button. I seem to have lost the ability to control my ship. How do I get that back? Uh, hit uh, F six. Yeah, that's that's or F seven. Yeah, that's a bug with uh, with crew control. Sometimes it it still sticks in when you change from one to the other. You see that little face guy? Yeah. I'm a guy. Click on that guy. On the Oh, there we go. All right. Yeah, there's I Oh, you clicked Whoa, it again. Oh. Damn, I rammed him. Whoops. You click that button again or something. You toggled it on according to mine. Whoa. According to the stream. So one thing silly, interesting silly, that's silly, happened silly. in the in the interlude between us talking to oh. you and this game coming out and that right in the face. Go ahead, Jim. Oh. The one thing that's that's interesting that that did kind of change in space games is because this game is inspired obviously a little bit by Homeworld, so the the actual Homeworld remastered dropped out, and uh, damn. So so it's kind of like every everybody that was that was waiting around for you know it's like well you know I wish there was another Homeworld and it's like well hey guess what now you got it, um, so the you know the original thing is back. Um, has has that kind of changed? 
the direction of this for you a little bit? Like, are you well, looking I mean, at like you know, I I now I'm going to be like more of a not that. I mean, it, world, it, it's not so much like you were really me. emulating it, but you know. Yeah, Homeworld inspired the real time strategy portion of the game, um, but the but the space combat portion was inspired by every other space combat game and and myself you know my history with them and every other space combat game so it's really just um it's a combination of you know many many games including homeworld mm. we got uh, some questions in from the uh from the audience like can your weapons be upgraded because the weapons here drain pretty quickly so this is this is the most basic fighter you can have well no wait a minute is it oh yeah it is i'm sorry oh no yeah, yeah i got murdered most- you have two uh you have two guns on this ship and those those pirates you see over there um have like chain guns and they're oh. they're the starting pirates so they have like these chain guns which fire really quickly but they're not that accurate trying to help you out sort of a thing right um yeah yeah so <laughs> there's what happens with the difficulty is that around where you start um the missions are significantly easier if you look at the oh. mission screen, it'll say like novice, competent, things like that. If it says yeah. novice, that's the ones you want. Um, oh, okay. You don't want anything competent because that's in your ship. It, that, that's that's going to just murder you. Um, so, oh. so you need to fly to fly to um, trading outpost. Pick up that courier mission to trading outpost zero one. Okay. Um, and that's going to be a super easy mission. Um, and basically, you just have to fly from one spot to another. You may get attacked by a pirate. But so the novice missions, what they'll do, they'll give you like AI wingmen. Oh. So so yeah, it's not going to be like Void Destroyer where um, you're going to get murdered right away. You will get murdered if you if you if you go to like a high level or higher level asteroid field. Right. But pretty quickly, you're going to upgrade your ship to one with with many more guns, and then you'll buy like AI wingmen with you oh very cool you know what i mean so it's it's um you might struggle the hour or whatever you know hopefully uh space gamers are used to used to difficult games or at least games with a bunch of uh it should be controls and things like that so you might struggle a little bit through that but once you sort of get get the idea that hey you should really stick to the to the milk runs until you get a get a handle on it and get a better oh. ship um Oh, that, that already works. That's, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. So, like the courier mission right now, that's that's like your milk run. You know, it's yeah, you smacked into uh, smacked into the gravity of the, of the which you call it. There, just got to kind of go through it. Um. Yeah. So once you um. Yeah. So so the courier missions like your milk run go from here to here. You might get attacked by a pirate, but there's like clear asteroid field missions. Um, there's like defend the base missions, things like that. Uh, and then eventually, you know, you become space emperor and you conquer the entire, the entire map. Really? Yeah. So, and then of course, you know, um, it kind of, it's going to depend on the player. Um, if the player wants to go that route or, or if they want to stay in a small fighter or a bigger fighter or whatever, it will kind of depend on the player in, in that sense. Yeah, just make sure you don't hit that red red circle because that'll push you back into space. Looks like you, yeah, it looks like you got it. So yeah, um, Void Destroyer was a mix of real time strategy and uh, space sim, 
And Void Destroyer 2 is going to be the same mix, but it's going to be more up to the player to decide that mix, whether mm -hmm. they want a fleet or not, or a fleet of economy ships, or a fleet of pirate ships. Like, if you conquer a pirate base, um, you'll have, like... Ah. You'll essentially become a pirate if you want to, and you can have, like, ships that steal cargo pods. Instead of delivering cargo pods, you're stealing cargo pods. Yeah, there's, like, two pirates that... Oh. Are gonna go after you? Yeah, uh, they got me quick. They got me quick. Yeah, you want to stick to that sort of. Uh... <laughs> I was heading to that first base, like you told me, and they intercepted me. Yeah. That I could see them coming too. That was kind of neat. Yeah, they got you. Let's try this yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, don't pick up any mission. Just fly over there. Or actually, you know what? Just start from scratch. Start from a new game. Okay. And just pick up a clear asteroid field mission right from the beginning okay. area. And it'll say like novice. Um, I can do and that. And that'll give you a bunch of AI wingmen, and then it's, oh, it also has a one at a time. It has a tutorial thing. I don't know if uh, Mr. Placeholder is going to... Oh, I guess not. Oh, yeah, there's Lieutenant Placeholder. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go through yeah. this shit so you guys can see it. But, yeah, there's Lieutenant Placeholder. She's pretty. Um, so, apparently, you know, it, it, tests, it tests your flying and shit. So that's kind of you can skip that too. You can just like fly into the into the. Oh, can I? Yeah. Oh, cool. You get like a thousand credits, but that's that's enough to like repair you in case you bump into you another it. ship or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you can just like fly into the hangar. Though. You don't have to worry. To I'm real. I still enjoy the cell shaded look of everything. How do you like the blue background? So the blue background is kind of controversial. And it's, it's a little hard. weird. It's a little weird. It makes me feel like I'm stuck in a beach ball. I'm not sure. Oh, well, yeah. So there's the background and there's the sort of uh, – there's a 3D object around the background. Yeah. Why? Um, now, what, what is that about? So the idea is that the player is, is like basically uh, – it carries on from the first game who the player is. Um, remember those chainsaw ships? I don't know if you ever – came on those but those are there's like this faction that was like mercenaries and they were they were basically like prisoners convicts gamblers people in trouble that sold themselves yeah and they were like strapped into ships and sent against whoever they were paid to attack so you're one of those guys now um or you were one of those guys after the after the story of the first game it all makes sense <laughs> if you played the first game but basically you're, you're like you're 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 partially a cyborg um so your eyes are essentially, you know, not all there in the, in the human sense. Um, yeah, there's no... Yeah, do that defend base, civilian. Oh, do that? Okay, hang on. I'll yeah, that, that, should be, that should be pretty reasonable. There's no, um, there's no asteroid fields to clear yet. They haven't spawned all the ships yet. Uh, okay, okay. see, I, I felt like it, it was like you were on some kind of a hollow deck or something. So the idea is that 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 sort of three um, D three D what you call it um, sphere I guess is what I call it. The idea is that that's supposed to like help you orient yourself. A lot of times in space games, it's kind of hard to know where up and down is. Type of idea. Yeah, but I, I think so maybe I haven't quite nailed it. But um, well, I think sometimes I do things. I think it would be cool to be able to toggle it and 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 maybe have a traditional skybox behind it or something because it's definitely going to be toggled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So there is a skybox behind it. So it's actually a separate thing from the from the star field that you're saying. Um, it's like you can actually fly beyond that sphere and you're outside of the current sort of area. It's also like a navigational tool too. But it'll be expanded on and, and 
things like that. Okay, so I don't know if you've are you, are you in the uh, the, ch- the the chat for the YouTube yeah, chat, Paul? Yeah, because there's lots of questions. Be, uh, there's a good there's not going to be any safe syncing. Um, okay, cool. The first game had a few branches to it, and you're I don't think you're the same actual character. Uh, it's it's hard to decide, but <laughs> chances are you're not the same actual character from the first game. Uh, not the not that person. Um, although I guess it's who knows? Twists, right? Plot twists. Oh, gasp. Now, what would be funny is if you could import that character, but it wasn't you, and then you had to kill him later. Then, No, what you got to do is totally Jefferson Clay that shit. That's what you do. Oh, yeah, making the AI and the shit. <laughs> making the fucking AI. That's right. That way you have the same character in every fucking game. That's right. <laughs> See, like, now this mission is a lot more reasonable because you not you don't have, like, five enemies against one of you. Just me. Yeah, exactly. You got, like, five different... So you can still, like, die in it depending on right. bad luck, you know? So um, are you going more for... Uh, like a pilot experience then because the the way that I played the other game, even though you could jump in the ship and fly it around, I felt that my my attention was more in the RTS part, so guiding stuff around the map, and I didn't so really have the, time to jump in a ship because so the thing is that you know you have time with time dilation, or if you don't feel like that, you don't have to play it one way or the other. you know that's the idea now whether that works. Or doesn't depends on me, depends on the player, depends what mood you're on. You're in, you know, it's all kind of all kinds of stuff there. But uh, at, initially, you're more of a pilot, at least. Okay. So would and it be you, possible? Then you choose. What is it possible? Like, let's say I get a bigger ship, right? But I want to stay mm-hmm. in my ship and then command all my allies from that perspective. Is there a way to kind of do that, or, exactly. or am I going to yeah, have to yes. go out to the map and? No, nah, you'll go to that. You'll go to the tactical mode like before. So, like in games like Battlezone, for example, you would sort of stay in the same perspective and you would issue orders. Uh, in Void Destroyer, you switch to like Homeworld, kind of sort of a thing, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be like that, but with time dilation, which is basically a pause, you're going to have enough time for anything, you know? Nice. Mm. Uh, not going to have to be worried about that. Plus, battles will be overall. At, le- at least in the beginning, they'll be overall smaller. Um, but everything is scaled up. You know, like even this base is huge compared to the bases from the first game. Uh, so the battles will be smaller in the beginning. So you'll have more of sort of time to adjust. Mm-hmm. You know, like in this screen is is that we just saw. That's where you'll do your first upgrade. You'll buy a turret for that ship, like a defensive turret. So like that mission is novice. So that's perfectly fine. You're you're good with that. Mm-hmm. So how much of the game is actually here in this uh, this demo? This is thing? very basic. Uh, first of all, it's cut down on content, so the map is like sliced in a, in a quarter about. Um, a bunch of the ships are removed that exist, but this is this is very basic sandbox. It's very basic GUI. Um, but I could recruit a couple of ships and fly around and, and actually experience you can the, Yeah, the you can buy the ships you're seeing, Brian, flip through. You can buy those ships. Right, um, cool. And you could, like, take that mining ship, the one that's just selected now. You can take it and you can order to mine a field. Or you could mine a field with yourself, using it as yourself, or just let it go by itself. Or you could escort it or stuff like that. That's pretty awesome. So it's pretty basic. It's pretty basic right now. Like, even those elements are, they work, but the interface is 
it's not that great. You know, it's not that it's not explained anywhere. First of all, you have to like, figure it out yourself. So, how are so, the factions on the map? Is it is it like you're the only good guy, and then you have to take over everything, or is it is it like there's good guys, bad guys, and you? So you're not even you're not a good guy or a bad guy. It's up to you. It's going to be up to the player. So so the, what I want to do is a lot of space games. Um, you're either forced to be a good guy, or you're forced to be a bad guy type of thing, mm. or you could never be one or the other because there's there's no dis- real distinction. So what I want to do here is I want to make piracy like a bigger issue. Um, whether it be good or bad, piracy will be a good issue. And it works either way because, like, if you're good, well, you got good pirates to hunt. If you're bad, well, you can be a good pirate. What I mean by a good pirate is not somebody who just, like, wants to blow everything up, but by somebody who wants money, you know, like ransom, right? So, you, so you'll be able to fly to a ship and say, hey, give me your give me like a thousand credits or whatever. I'm going to blow you up, you know, and depending how good of a pirate you are is whether he'll give it to you or he'll say like, whatever, man, you know, and then you got to prove yourself by shooting at him basically. Right. <laughs> and if you are bloodthirsty, then other ships are not going to give you money. Cause they'll be like, well, you're just going to kill me yourself. You know, so you got to sort of have a fine line. Right. So if you want to be a pirate, you have these tools to be a pirate. If you want to be a good guy, you will have tools to hunt pirates, you know? Or if you want to be neutral and you're like right now, Brian and this tiny little fighter and this ship is coming at you, you could contact that pirate and give him a thousand credits. He's not going to kill you. Oh, really? You How know? do you do that? You can right now. <laughs> oh, but that, that will be an option. As you're yeah, or you can hit the Brian button and the, the stress signal will, will sound and uh, you'll have that option too, you know? Or here's the idea I just had this morning. Um, you can hit the Brian button, um, and the cops show up, and you can ambush them. Or um, eventually, they won't show up because you're a bad guy. So you can tell a transport ship to hit the Brian button. So the cops show up to help the transport ship. Then you ambush the cops. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's, and all this stuff is easy because this is all this is not 3D math or or whatever. This is text boxes. You know. Yeah. So let's say me as the player, I just jump in here. I, I just sit out on in space and just watch the world go by right mm-hmm. so right, right. so is there different ai groups and they're just living their own lives and, and doing stuff yeah like they don't so need me to trigger things so right now there's two pirate factions um one pirate faction is more about ransom the other one's more about like stealing cargo um and there's going to be a bounty there's a bounty hunter faction which hunts the pirates or is going to hunt the player you know there's the military faction from the first game, which is going to be, you know, the police force and the significant power in the game. And, you know, it's going to be fighting the the alien guys from the first game, most likely. And there's also going to be uh, the rock guys, you know, which are, which are sort of neutral. They're going to be doing their own thing. Um, and then there's the civilians. Oh man, they got you, huh? I was out of the station for like three seconds, and this is a beginner mission. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to work on that. <laughs> I'll have to work on that to give you to give you like a few seconds before you're targeted because because that that'll ruin somebody's experience. They'll post a negative comment on the game. You I'm know? gonna try it again because I want to see I want to see if this happens again because that was yeah. that was honestly pretty damn funny. There's there's some there's there's funny. some unfortunate randomness with games, uh, especially like sandbox games. But we'll we'll definitely work on that type of an idea, you know. 
Yeah, uh, but you do these basic missions, then you'll buy the bigger ship. Exactly. Um, that's my plan. That's my plan. I want a better ship. You son of a bitch. Get yeah, back get your here. escape key real quick. To, to cancel that uh, cutscene, hit the escape key. And oh, I just hit the tab key and just tried to afterburner away. Okay, that's, that's that. actually, that actually might be a better idea. <laughs> oh, really? So these guys, these pirates are interesting because they have like these rock shields. Rock shields? Yeah, they have like a physical, they have a piece of rock stuck on them. You can blow it off. Um, but if you shoot the rock, they're not taking damage, you know? Oh, wow, that's fun. They're, they're overall like a weak, they're like a weak faction, but they have this crazy chain gun, um, which which at close range will really like get you. You can see it right now. It's really, there it is. It nailed you, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Difficulty still needs a lot of work, you know? That's going to be that's going to be major focus. Um, that was a major criticism part one. Like these defend defend missions, these probably won't pop in right away. They'll pop in like after you clear an asteroid field, and the pirates get mad at you and they attack the base type of a thing. Um, that's what will happen. And and the game, there's so much randomness and variety. Like right now, you could just boost away, you know. That's kind of what I'm. Oh, they killed a good guy. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and speed is like so very important here. And then your first upgrade is going to be like a defensive turret. So you'll just have like a turret constantly firing on your enemies in this ship even uh, type of a thing. So you'd mentioned about the difficulty level of the first game and, you know, kind of the lesson learned from that, right? Um, but yeah. have, have you considered going back and tweaking those missions down a little bit in the I first one? I considered that. I considered that a lot, and I told myself I was going to do it, and then I then I ended up not doing it. There are like difficulty options in the game. There's a cheap there's a cheap button in the game where you click it, and, and all the health of the units gets lowered. Um, there's also a take less damage button, like twenty five percent less damage, so you're, you're lasting a quarter of the length longer. You know, so so I thought, I mean, the buttons are there. You know, the the difficulty buttons are there. Um, well, you know what I what I think I would like is because I don't want to cheat to beat it, right? But uh, if you would record a video of you doing it, and then just you know just be like, hey, you know, th- this is how it's done, right? How and yeah, and it's probably because I'm sure that you can probably whip it, you know, because you made it. So hmm. yeah, yeah. In general terms, I do. Yeah, there's some missions that are that are hard even for me. Um, but in general terms, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's that first one, I think, is like the showstopper for a lot of people. I know for me and Brian. What I should have done is I should have put a mission in between the first and the, and the second mission, as I call them. Yeah, to kind of to kind of bring it. Yeah, because it feels like two. It feels like two missions. It really does. Yeah, but you have to replay the first one if you, right? So, like, I should have tossed another one in there. By the time I realized this, there was like story wise, yes. it didn't have made sense. I didn't have the assets. Um, that sort of a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's funny because a lot of players say it's too hard and some players say it's too easy. Yeah. I, um, I, I think scratching my head. Well, I think what the deal is, is it's just the technique, right? Like, because you had your intent of this is how somebody's going to play this and, and you test it for that. Right. So that, so it's like, well, if, if it's hard enough for you, but it's not too hard, then that feels about right. But somebody else might approach that in a different way that you didn't intend, and then yeah. it's bitching hard for them. Or somebody might find a, a cheesy way to do it, right? So yeah, yeah. 
but Brian and I fall into the camp of obviously we're doing it wrong. So it, you're it's not like if, you're not exactly doing it wrong. Like if, when I watched Brian play uh, the first part, uh, it was kind of interesting because like okay, I, I see like all these enemy ships come in, and Brian sort of like. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. It's it's like you sort of almost panic, and you're like, "Oh my god," you know. I kind of did. Well, I'm and also kind of, I'm also very emotional, and I I, I overreact. That to... makes you good to watch, you know. But but you're kind of like you're, you're sort of frozen by all the possibilities in a way. It's true. And you don't. Not wrong there. And, and like me, I like hit time dilation. I got all the time in the world. I breathe. I take like ten breaths, and then I execute like five different commands and switch to the other ship, and then blow this guy away, switch to the other ship. You know what I mean? I realize that the way I play is ridiculous, you know? Well, uh, well it might play also the perfect be. Way, and that's what I balanced it against. That, that, was, that was like a big mistake. You know? Well, the but game balance is the hardest thing to get right, I think. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if, if you want us on this thing, you know, as, as you progress, um, throw us builds and we'll kind of focus test it. And we've got friends that would love to probably jump in on that too. And that way we can kind of give you a temperature of you know, people like us that suck at games. And then we know some people that are really good. So, you know, and maybe like record some stuff. Are, are you open yeah. to like people streaming it while you're developing it? Or Yeah, that's, wanna... that's, 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 that's a great idea. I'm going to need that. You know? Okay. Uh, the thing was, here's, here's the funny thing. Okay. So, I mean, the first game launched on early access Uh-oh. and I was getting feedback. I was getting feedback, but I wasn't really getting that much feedback about the difficulty, you know? Um, players, uh, maybe they're like, okay, it's hard now, but it's going to get easier or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the deal was. You know what I mean? But it's sort of like blindsided me. Everybody's like saying it's too hard. And maybe it's like early access players are more into space games or something, or we're more into, um, the mix of it. I don't know, you know, but there was definitely a huge influx of players that release. Right. Maybe there were a little different players. They were less early adopters. They were more looking for uh, sort of the experience. I don't know, but it was, I was kind of actually blindsided by it. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I definitely don't want to don't want to repeat that. So it's gonna well, be... well. It's cool to know that there's that DLC that you made that's out there, so I can just bypass that stuff and actually experience some more of the yeah. game and maybe teach the myself at my own is... pace and then come back to the story. Once I know the what I'm funny doing. thing is, I think what's going to happen. Okay, I mean, this is me, crazy optimist, right? I think what's mm-hmm. going to happen is, I hope that part two is going to be a huge hit, or, <laughs> or at least a new audience will find part two, right? Hopefully, everybody from part one will <laughs> buy part two. Uh, but anyway, so part two will be, you know, players will find part two, they'll play, they'll be like, okay, that's pretty cool. They'll play part one and be like pros at it, you know? Huh. And they'll be like, oh, man, this is Because the controls great and everything are pretty much all the same, right? They're going to be pretty much the same, yeah. In fact, I'm gonna, I'm, what I'm doing even now is um, as, I, as I, like, tweak things or fix bugs, because it's the same, it's basically the same engine from part one, but it's, like, added with the uh, sandbox elements and other stuff as I keep going. When I find a bug, I fix part one, too, you know, and stuff like that. Or, like, an cool. enhancement. So I'll try to keep it like that, you know? Because it's basically the same engine, right? It's the same engine. It's like it's like a ladder. You know what I mean? Huh. Here's like the first step. But I keep going back. If I find a bug or, or a little thing that I needed, that I found like a weird glitch or whatever, then I go back and I'll fix that one. Um, but yeah, yeah. So definitely in the beginning, you'll be able to get in trouble 
or um, or not, you know, like hopefully you'll stick around and um, hopefully you'll stick around the early, early places till you get a better ship. And I'll probably incentivize it by putting some missions there too, you know, like story missions. Usually you see like story missions. Right. You know what I mean? Well, um, the, the nice thing about these games is a lot of these, these, these single player opening games, they have a good mix of story missions and open stuff. Like right. Privateer and Freelancer, especially Freelancer, was like, oh, here's a story mission. Now go make some money until you're level 11. Exactly. Then, oh, by the way, we need you again. You know? Right. Yeah, so what I, what I might even do, I might like put like a bunch of enemies around you and say like, hey, you know, pay us 20,000 credits or we'll blow you up or something. You know what I mean? Uh <laughs> So there's like a little bit of a limiter to keep you in the in the general area, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, we like see be, what happened there. What um, would be kind of a cool, like a tutorialization kind of thing to get you into the game and then dump you out in the world, right? Because you said you were you were like one of those enslaved guys, and then you're losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about uh, if they have like here? Here's a ship. You're a gladiator. Right, so it's just kind of like, yeah, they're they're making you fight other guys, and once you've beaten like you know five yeah, aggressively harder guys, then it's like, oh, you won your freedom, get out the door. Right, and so yeah, what I'll do, I'll do something like that. Like I played this game Aquinox, like a, like a, six months ago or something, or a oh, year yeah, ago. Oh yeah, good old Aquinox. It was yeah. like on sale. I bought it for like two bucks or something, uh, and I was amazed. Right, so I'm playing this, and I'm like, hey. The first mission had you like shooting at debris, right? And I'm like, man, what a brilliant idea! Debris doesn't shoot back, it's but it's not it's not super boring, you know. Oh, you're mm-hmm. shooting debris; it's gonna smack into blah blah blah, you know. You could have it's not shoot super Brian; boring. he doesn't shoot back much either. <laughs> sure, I do. I shoot. I shoot you in the back. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> Don't ever play. So you space get like a progressively him. harder tutorial mission where first you're shooting up the debris, then you're like shooting up some weak pirate guy, you know. And the first area will be will be a little easier to miss. There'll be more, there'll be less opportunities to fly further out. You know, um, and you'll be given like story missions to to get some more money. Plus, you'll be able to upgrade your ship, so you'll be like, okay, well, I want it a little faster or a defensive turret or whatever that that sort of a thing. Plus, pirates will be like, hey, give me X credits or I'll, or I'll kill you. You know, and, and you'll pay up. You know what I mean? And then later on, either you'll be the pirate guy or you be like mopping the floor with them. Either way, it'll feel better, you know. If you're mopping the floor with the guy who like beat you up for your lunch money, right? <laughs> it's right. gonna feel a little more satisfying. Satisfying then, you know. It's it's good to have pirate options. We we found that we really like having having pirate options. Yeah. So like a lot of oh, stuff oh. I'm gonna try doing with like how Mountain Blade did it, where. It was uh, seemingly simple, but you had sort of these options. Like you could raid a village type of stuff, you know, kind of like that. Not exactly like that, but it it was, oh, you didn't quite fly in there. I got to make that bigger. (laughs) The collision. (laughs) Collision, yeah, I got to make it a little bigger because of Brian. (laughs) I'm I'm happy to be, uh, I'm just happy to be a tester for you. Yeah, actually, you you shouldn't be able to buy that shit. Wow. No, I don't have the money for it. Yeah, you shouldn't like, be able to buy military like ships. So with military ships, you're not going to be able to buy them. Oh. But you'll be able to, like, steal them, you know? 
Really? Until you take over uh, a base. Yeah, you, you probably don't want to take any missions here because uh, although you could do the defensive, defend defend the base, you'll see a big firefight. You might even be okay if you try, try to avoid like, um, if you try to avoid the fight, you might be okay. If you try to let the ships like do the fighting for you and just run around like crazy. Uh, but you might see like a pretty nice firefight with the, with the ships there. Now I'm already liking how even in this uh, early, oh, it crashed again. That's, Ooh. A, that's okay. You got to find those. How, how the sausage is made, folks. That's, that's, that's you know what it is. It's probably, the, it's probably the altitude pole code that's screwing uh, it up. That's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I drew you pretty pictures in MS Paint and everything. I remember those, man. I still feel guilty about those. I did create it. There is an altitude pole, though, in there. Yeah, I did. I, I saw did. it. Like We went back and played it again. Because I, I whip it out every couple of months and you know, mess around and still hey, hey, but, hey, BlackRock, this is a pre-alpha. It says right there, pre-alpha. This is... Yeah, I hope, hope when I release, I'll keep that there. I'll be like, hey, <laughs> girl, be so nice to me. It's a pre-alpha. What I did do is, which is a really smart thing, I have to praise myself. I'm like, hey, if you find a crash bug, and if I can replicate it, I give you the a Steam code for free, you know? Oh. And I gave away 40 codes. <laughs> That's pretty great, actually. So 40 crash bugs were found, okay? And uh, some of them were pretty silly. But either way, there's a chance that the person might have not told me or taken the time to tell me about a crash bug. So, I mean, for me, it worked out really well. You know, the game is really so – part one is, is pretty damn solid compared to uh, how it was, you know, I hate to admit it. Um, but, but definitely, definitely that, that, that policy will still be in place for part two. If you find it, if you help me out, you know, I'm not money grubbing. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna thank you in, in however I can. If it's, Hey, giving you a code, definitely I'll help you like that. Well, you can totally tell your money, not money grabbing because of uh, how modest your new Kickstarter is. You're not asking for a lot. So there's there's problems with that, you know, because people see that and they're like, oh, okay, you know, who cares? You know, money is like this big, big thing in our society where the more money, the more attention you get, right. you know? Well, you it's got like if I was rich asking, on that first game, though. So You know what? I mean, I'm, when I, if, if you consider, uh, you know, working from home and making yourself breakfast, hot breakfast, and waking up at 7 a.m. instead of 6 a.m., or actually wake up whenever I want. Yeah. You know, which, man, I am, I am loaded. Oh, no, okay? totally. <laughs> I am living the life, but, but honestly, the, the game did not do too bad, right? Because I, I went over to Steam Spy, and yeah, it's like, I what, kinda, like 20,000 thereabouts? Like. That's probably about 19,000 more than I sold. So I think you're doing not terrible. Yeah, you know? it sold quite a lot more than that. Not not super a lot more, but a lot more than it says on Steam Spy. Um but oh, that's good. The thing is, is that you know it could have sold it ten times better. <laughs> oh man! But it, it, here's the here's the awesome thing, right? Being one guy, I divide stuff by one. You know, yeah. and I don't have uh, employees. I have contractors, so I can control you know how the money goes out. You know, so the great news is I made enough to make part two or to work on part two. Mm-hmm. And hopefully part two will make enough that I can work on part three or part two and a half or whatever, you know? Yeah, so, so, I mean, I can't complain. I mean, I'm living my own dream, 
Now, if you asked me three years ago, two years ago, like, hey, Paul, what's your dream? I'd be like, well, you know, working from home, making games. That's what I'm living, you know? It's um, pretty great, actually. It's it's pretty great. It's got some funny, funny side stuff with it, you know? Because, like, sales from, from the game, from part one, they always go down, you know? They only go up when there's, like, a summer sale or winter sale or whatever. That's right. when they spike, you know? Like, I got featured on the summer sale, which was great. I don't know if I'll get featured on the winter sale. Um, but anyway, sales always go down. So so my future is always uncertain, you know? Okay, now here's a guy whining, right? This is ridiculous. I have, like, no room to whine. But when you have a steady job, you know what you're going to get, like, as a paycheck, you know? So you almost know how much you can spend. Right. <laughs> when I'm like... I'm like this. I have no idea, you know. So I end up like not spending like almost anything. That's smart. Yeah. So I'm even like living in a way I feel poorer than ever before, while being, you know, having much bigger nest egg in the bank than ever before. You know, right? It's, but it's, it's funny. But you know what? That's funny. A, that's actually where I want to be. Although I'm not disciplined enough to do that. Right? Is is to actually have some frugality and and have yeah. like uh, you know uh, something. Something I put can't back do that, that is peace of mind, right? So I mean it's, that's great because yeah. then you're not living day to day. So and I, I was like that, and you know, when I was younger. See, kids, game development sort of in game development encourages good fiscal habits. So when your mother says <laughs> nothing will ever come of those video games, just exactly. Tell her, no, I'm I'm actually going to learn how to budget and and uh, calculate my burn rate and all that. My parents were on me so much about playing video games. <laughs> I would play them in secret, you know. <laughs> what I would do is instead of studying, I would be reading game manuals, but I have the game manual in the book open, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But I definitely said, I should study more math and physics. I sent my mom a text from E3, <clears throat> and it just said, neener, neener. So <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? It's like, nothing will ever come of that. Right. So, so I see uh, I see a gate over here. Now, is this map one system, and each game will have multiple systems? So that's up for that's up for debate. That's up for um, decision making. The problem is right because you want a big world, right? But you don't want a big empty world. Sure, you want it big enough that there's like exploration. But not so big that it's you're like sitting there for two minutes flying from one spot to another. Right. You know. So whether there's going to be a, whether there's going to be gates that take you someplace else, I don't know. Personally, I try to avoid it. Have everything in one spot. Right. So it's sort of like this one area of space, and you travel between them. Um, and right now, you sort of use this overworld map, but it'll be more seamless in the final game, where you can actually fly from one spot to another. Not oh, so nice. much in this mode, um, in that mode, that map mode. So, so that's still up for debate. It really depends on how many how many base assets I get. Um, like right now, I think you see like three or four of them. I yeah. have a few more of these. Oh, okay. But I can't like be really repeating the more unique looking ones. Like this is a generic one that we're seeing right now, like a generic uh, trading base. Right. But the more unique ones, like you can't like be like repeating them all over the place. So. It'll, um, you know, it'll sort of depend how how much how, how the assets go and things like that. Um, but there'll be like radiation fields, 
debris fields, stuff like that. It'll be a little more populated. Um, the the life of the the game will be more popular. There'll be like repair ships. Uh, there'll be just battles just happening. You're just flying by, like battles happening, um, stuff like that. You know, so but a lot of stuff is up in the air still. How it actually how it actually turns out. So if I go over to the Kickstarter, and <laughs> and I back it at at whatever level that you know answer me about that, but um, so I, I pay enough that I get the digital copy of the game. Or, or maybe like you know, up a level where where I've actually bought into like alpha access or whatever, and I'm I'm a tester. So here's the thing, right? So at ten bucks, you get you get all the access after the Kickstarter ends. During my first Kickstarter, I had like alpha access for like twenty five bucks or whatever, and um, it wasn't even the Steam version yet. The game wasn't on Steam yet, right. so not a lot of people even grabbed it because you know it's a pain. You got to download it, blah blah blah. You know. Uh, this time it's going to be on Steam right away because it's already it's already pre-approved. It's already on Steam right now. Um, oh, not wow. purchasable. It just exists as a storefront. You know, mm-hmm. coming soon. So if you back at ten bucks, you get the you're going to get the pre-alpha version um, right away after the Kickstarter ends. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's going to keep getting updated till release. Okay, so, so will, not, will the actual game that. be more than ten, or is that your price point? Uh, it's going to be like the first game. Brian found another bug. The cockpit showed up there. Outside it, like disembodied cockpit. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be like fourteen ninety nine. Okay. What happens is, uh, you know, games always release on sale. So the Kickstarter price is is a little bit better than the than the Steam early access price because it's usually like twenty five percent off. Or right, and and I think honestly, that's that's a really nice. I mean, you're. I'll just say you're a nice guy for doing that because a lot of times it's the inverse, right? So it'll be like. Oh yeah, um, it's a hundred dollars, right? To, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And then we're gonna put the game on sale for like twenty five or whatever. So yeah, you know, but it's but it's so like you say nice, you say nice. My wife says sucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the but the thing that I wonder in here though is because you you've seen the the sales arc of the first game, right? So what price did that come out at? Was it twenty or fifteen or what? It was fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, 14. so so you have your you have your initial. Uh, like ski jump looking thing of sales, right? So you get your first few days, and then it and then it right. trickles off, and then kind of stays about flat until you hit your first Steam sale, and then it probably spikes higher than it did on the first day. Um, but how how steep of a discount did you go in the Steam sale? Were you at like fifty? Steam sale. So there's the way Steam works is uh, it's it's pretty funny. It's also also super uncertain, but it's pretty amusing. So. What happens is you give them a, a normal normal sale price. So I think I put like 35% or something. And then you put like a featured price, which I put 50%. And then it got picked for the feature and it went out 50% off. Oh, okay. Mm. So you kind of gamble. Yeah. Like if you pick, you know, if you pick me, I'll give you, okay. So and you got to do that price pretty, you got to do that uh, discount pretty steep, you uh-huh. know. Because Steam, Steam is a machine, you know. They they have like so much analytics that they they basically know um, who's going to sell what, how much, and yeah. they pretty much their their system, I'm sure, like optimizes uh, the sales. You know, yeah. says okay, well, I'm sure. This I'm sure not only that, there's psychologists that are involved because yeah, <laughs> you know, like well, you see the guy, the guy that cooked up the whole Steam sale thing, like leaves Valve and goes to be the finance minister of Greece. Obviously, yeah. you know, he, he had, had some kind of druthers about him. Um, but 
yeah, so I, I guess my question there is like the the statement that I've had from other developers, and specifically the guy that made Dungeon Defenders, right? Because he he wrote a nice article about this, and then I talked to him about it. Um, is it's like whatever you set your price at, you can plan that you're going to sell like twenty percent at that and eighty percent at fifty percent, right? So so it's kind of like saying, well, if you come out at at uh, fourteen, then you're you're kind of saying, okay, I, I know the bulk of my sales are going to be at seven, right? So I wonder if the if the trend is going to be, you know, I really want fourteen for it, so let me price it at thirty. So whenever it's half off, I actually yeah, get what I want. Yeah. So so yeah. So you're absolutely right. So there's there's a you know being a guy like me, you have to be good at all these different things, and it, there's just no way, you know. So so mm. I'm just like whatever. It's just going to be fourteen ninety nine. I feel good about that. That's the reason, you know. Th- th- that's my reasoning with it. I'm like, okay, fourteen ninety nine. That sounds fair. I don't want somebody like breaking the bank. I want like, you know, little Timmy or right. Well, yeah, I mean, Jimmy, you don't right? you don't punish the customer that actually is an early adopter for. Yeah, I want them to to buy my game and buy some other game too. You know, <laughs> that month or whatever. Yeah, yeah, with their Christmas money or so. Or so if they don't own the first Void Destroyer, um, maybe a package deal. Yes, package deals are, are great, right? So it would be awesome if um, when I release Void Destroyer 2 that the price is, oh, congrats, Brian, you get the brick. Yes. You got twice the firepower, my friend. Ooh, that nice. is a pretty I'm cool excited. looking ship. Like in its simplicity, it's pretty bitching. So yeah. I like that. Because <laughs> it, it looks mean. It's just it pure lo- function. It looks, <laughs> it looks like a brick. It really does. It looks mean. I like how mean it looks. Like, yeah, no fuck, don't fuck me. So what do you look for? So you were talking about you were talking about like outsourcing stuff to contractors and whatnot. Did did you outsource the ship design, or is this like your design? The way artist, the way the way that ship design works with me is um, like the first few ships that were made. um, Wow. Depends on the artist. This ship actually has two artists involved, but uh, like I, I, I tend to send like uh, a similar looking thing. For this one, actually, it was a mech. I'm like, okay, you see this mech? Take out the legs and make the uh, gun smaller and add an engine. You know, uh, if you imagine like putting legs on it and taking the engine out, that'd be like a mech, right? Um, that's how this ship came about. So if I gave Some you ninety ships, million dollars, could I actually? Uh-huh legs back on the ship and then we'd have planetary landings and I could run around. So yeah, that's Void Destroyer 2 where uh, you can walk on yeah. the bases and shoot stuff, right? It's Void Destroyer 2.5. That's that's the idea. Um, all, all we got to do is get you up to 90 million. and then <laughs> You know, with, with me, it would just be like 100 grand. <laughs> you know, that'd probably do it, like 100 grand. Well, I mean, probably like. Well, it's just you. You're not opening three, four studios around the world, and I mean, hiring. I, what I do with Kickstarter money is I give it to somebody else. You know, I give it to an artist. Right. Uh, that type of a thing. So it's uh, really none of it goes to me. It sort of does because I get the sales, right? So without that money, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell as many copies. But, um, but that's essentially what happens. Yeah, so the next ship you should buy, Brian, is that uh, is another Hornet. You should make like a wingman. Oh, I was th- I could have done that. I could have hired this guy as a fleet, I think, but not I just, yet. 
Yeah, you could have. Yeah, because you still have your horn in the hangar. Oh, really? Yeah, you still have it. So you could actually. I think you could transfer it to um, as the wingman. I'm not not sure if I added that or not. Oh, yeah, but so you will be able to do that. So I'm looking. I'll have to try that when I'm I looking by. on the screen here, and you know, there's the delay, right? So, but, but Brian's out on the map and watching the ship fly along and stuff. Right. And this kind of brings me to to a point. Uh, that I, I wanted to just bring you into that conversation because I, I was having it with you know the, the guy from Shallow Space the other day and and just like every every game that I play that has a 3D world where you're trying to take a 2D mouse cursor on a screen and plot a point out in 3D space right and be, but you don't have control of depth away from you so it's almost like if you click are you clicking at infinity you know, like up in the sky or, or, or what. So you have to take it to the map and then point the camera down and then say, okay, at the, at, you know, on, on the, let's say it's like a tabletop, right? So on the tabletop, you have altitude above and below. Um, but if I'm looking straight down at it, then I'm putting that point at a Z axis. Yeah. Zero. So the way I did it was that, that map you saw is 2d. Okay. That's it. It's just a 2d map. That's how I got around that. So, so the game is 3D. Like right now, Brian is flying in 3D space. Mm. But when you're in that map, it's 2D. It's, it's, like, um, it's like the globe, right? If you right. imagine the globe and you take a map of the world, it's a flat map, but it actually curves, right? Mm. <laughs> if you want. So, you want so you'll have map. things that are slightly above or below the center line, but it's, but it's uh, generally yeah, like those things are... Yeah. That asteroid field, there's... There, they, they're slightly above and below if you look at that asteroid field. Um, but like bases will be at the zero point. So if you imagine everything is a straight line from everything else. So that's how I justify the flat map. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's basically just just for the just for the player idea, you know. Yeah, I mean it's because like, cause that's the thing. The conversation that I was having with a friend of mine today, and it, and it was like a lot of developers. You know they'll they'll get it in their head like okay I I gotta have the realism thing right so I want like some things to be straight up from other things and whatever but it kind of blows the playability out and and but it, but it's like they're stubborn about that but here you flexed and said okay look we'll just do it you know what works for the player and and that um, which I think you know is great um, and it, we were talking I I think like before we actually went on air uh, about Rebel Galaxy. Right, and and that thing has been really well received, and it was kind of shocking to me at first. It was like, wow, there is no vertical anything, <laughs> you know. It's it's just it's like you're playing on a flat plane. But then that, after I played it for about ten minutes, I didn't care. Yeah, and I think you know, I and I saw a few grumblings about Rebel Galaxy. Oh, it's not a true space, and blah blah blah. You know, which is fine to each their own, but. I mean, the game has been like top sellers list for like a week, you know, and oh, still yeah. being like featured by Steam. So obviously, they they did a lot of things right. You know, you can't can't they, argue with that. They did a lot of things. Yeah. right. Well, I mean, the pedigree totally of the guys did. that did it, right? It's like Diablo, Diablo Two, uh, Torchlight One and Two. They, I think, they know action RPGs pretty good. And then this, if you look at it, it's like, yeah, it's Diablo in space. It's just really well hidden, you know, behind all the spacey stuff. But it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it, I mean, games are meant to be fun, most of them, you know. So, yeah, that's all there is to it. If it's if it's if it's fun for 
whoever plays it, that, that's that's the goal, you know. Yeah, well, it it's matter just, that it's it, it's just the thing of like I'm I'm pleasantly uh, pleased. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy, in, in right, way, to see that this in a way I'm, I'm really envious that they can they can do it that way in a sense that um, you know. Uh, well, it's nice. Like, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it personally because it's like. You can point to Rebel Galaxy. Somebody bitches like, "Hey, man, this is kind of like flat, right?" And then you just, uh, like, yeah, the Rebel Galaxy. Shut up. Like I couldn't do it in, in the the actual fighting mode. Yeah. Well, the I thing is, like yeah. once once you're in the fight mode, then vertical matters. <coughs> but you know, it, it's it's yeah yeah. So and at that point, okay. So if if you're going into a fight, right? And and how how big of a fleet of ships are you going to have, say, like mid game? Like, are you, are you um, 10, 20? Yeah, 10, 20. It'll depend which kind of ship, because you can have, you have fighters, gunships, corvettes, frigates, destroyers, cruisers, carriers, dreadnoughts. So okay, it, it, it's going to depend, you know? Yeah, because in the first game, it wasn't so much, I mean, you could say, um, you know, like, go over to this point in space and sit there, right? But more often than not, it would be, like, you pick an object like that base over there, go there. Exactly. Right. So, exactly, it's, yeah. so it's not so much like you're just picking an arbitrary spot in 3d space. So that works better for me, especially, you know, when you're in a fight like that. Um, and then what I ended up using the vertical positioning for was to just build formations around my cap ship. You know, right, where, right, where right. I would say, I want, I want these guys like slightly above and to the right. And then, but then whenever we'd get into combat, it was like, okay, they were spread out the way I wanted them. But of course, as soon as you engage the enemy, that all turns to shit, right? So the the whole the whole you know Y plane or Z plane, whatever your terminology terminology is going to be, gets gets in the in the way so much, you know. With 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 like human beings, if we were birds or fish, mm. we'd be perfectly fine with this because they deal with you know yeah. That kind well, I, of I was thinking all the about time. if you treat it like like altitude instead of just you know, space in a different direction. So if you said, okay, this guy is, is at like four units of altitude above and that guy's three units below. Right. And that, and that, cause that's easier for humans to deal with is like a small number. Like, Oh, I got a scale of one to 10, like up and down, right above and below the tabletop. Um, instead of like, you know, the, the normal coordinate system that I've seen in a lot of these games, which just like, boggles my mind you know it's it's like i can't do that math in my head um but the the important thing seems to be like it's not you know like i i have a ship at a certain altitude i want my other ships to be on the same above or below that by a certain amount so it's almost like if i if i just had in instead of complete free form of of any amount of distance there if it was just in notches you know like it was relative to you yeah like like if it was well, relative to the to the plane, right? So you know okay. the tabletop that we're playing on here, but in but let's say there's like a thousand units, you know, kilometers, right? So you can go a thousand kilometers up or down. I don't care that I'm like two hundred and fifty kilometers or whatever. I I want it to be one hundred, two hundred, three hundred, right? And and not like the minutia in between because it's not going to really matter. So it's almost like when you're when you're given orders like that about moving, when when it comes to like actually doing the altitude thing, if it's snapped to like increments, rather than you know, because because that's always just really I, I'm I'm more bitching about every other game, not so much yours, 
Um, because like I said, with yours, I, I just grab the ships and say, go kill that guy. Um, but like all these other games in Homeworld, I'm looking at you, uh, where, where you actually have to position things like I'm going to do an ambush over here. I got to hide these guys behind something. Yeah. And it's even then they kept it. it pretty close to that plane, at least in Homeworld too. Yeah. I would say they, they pretty much, they're sort of like, yeah, this is a problem for people. That's yeah. Well, that's, the, that's, that's what was interesting was, uh, with Homeworld one, right. Um, because we had Martin on the show, uh, we did a show about um, Cataclysm, right? And and it turns out he worked on Homeworld One, show. Two, and Cataclysm. Thank you. So, so what was interesting about that is he was talking about when he walked into their playtest thing that nobody used the vertical, and and he was just like whipping their ass because he actually knew how to use the vertical stuff. Right. Um, but he realized at that point it's like wow, it's not really as important as I thought because nobody's using it. So, but yeah, a skilled player will, and that changes the the balance, right? That's yeah, that's like a problem for, um, for for these designs. Like right now, I see Brian like never hitting the F key, which toggles uh, smart thrust off. You can just like drift, oh. and Brian tends to be always like hitting the forward key, you know, to like speed up. Yeah, that type of thing, <laughs> you know. And, and it's funny, it's watching. Like when I would watch videos of people playing Void Destroyer, I'm like, do this, do this, do this. It got frustrating, you know. But it's really, it's it's more on me than than it is on them, you know. Hundred times over. Uh, well, if you kickstart at the thousand dollar level, Paul will call you at home and <laughs> and scream at you while you're playing the game. Explain it, no, to him. yeah, do that. Brian's the best crash finder. <laughs> I have been finding quite a few, yes. Gotta have put, get you a chair next to me here. Where are you again, man? Chicago. So oh, it's okay. nice and it's nice and fifty degrees today. Oh I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Nah. Though it, you guys like, have you guys have actual winter. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Now when you have a driveway like mine, you could fit a like a semi on my driveway for some reason. I don't know. If I if I realized this when I bought this house. <laughs> it's got such a big driveway. I'm gonna have to shovel this thing. Oh my god! <laughs> so hey, um, yeah. there's a guy El in the Nino. chat, uh, Blackrock, and he's mm-hmm. he's asking some good stuff here. So he he was saying, uh, do you have to purchase pilots for the ships, uh, or you know, are you just generic you AI? You know, I hope you, you do have game. to purchase them. I hope that that's the case. I'm not sure if it's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. That's something I hope because I like that idea. Yeah, I. I uh, it would be interesting, like if they actually got better over time. Like you'd want to keep them alive. And I hope there's some kind of upkeep where you have to like. There's a little bit of a downside to having a massive fleet. You know that it's sort of you're sort of limited by hey making sure they have resources and, and, and payment and stuff like that. You know, yeah. So you can't like cheese your way through certain things, or you can set up like a bit of an economy where you have a base, and that base is like providing for your ships. And you have like repair ships and supply ships. It's not going to be super complex. You know, my games aren't like micromanagey. You know, mm-hmm. they don't tend to be like that. So it's not going to be like, oh, that guy's name is Joe and his wife's name is Mary and they have a <laughs> child and the child is sick. You know, it, it's not going to be like that. You know. Yeah, but it, uh, but it is fun in some games like XCOM. You know, you name your guys after your friends and then watch them get yeah. killed. Hopefully so. they'll be like they'll be like you know there'll be a little bit of that at least there'll be an attempt to have that that layer that little bit of a layer to give you a, a little bit more yeah 
immersion in there. You know, yeah, because it, it doesn't that, so much have to be like, there. It just has to to hint that it's there. Yeah, and, yeah. If it's, you know. if it's uh, like right now, everything's really dry because you kill a pirate and that's it, you know? Yeah. But they're going to be like talking to you a little bit or if you like rescue a... Oh, that's a, cool. Yeah. Transport so, ship. No, thank so, you. Stuff like that. You know, like, like, a, like at least a basic attempt. Yeah. To, to so, get rid of, rid of a lot of dryness. So know? that's a thing in in these games when you have like other friendly AI ships that are under your control that I find to be essential. Um, and and I just I love it when games do this, and not many do. But if you actually have some meaningful pilot chatter about what they're doing, you know. Like if they if they yeah. let you know like hey I acquired a target or I'm you know I'm screwed come help me or or whatever yeah the problem is is like voice acting usually that comes in voice acting uh huh well and you got I'm me like and Brian really... <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually against that because then it's like <clears throat> hey I'm under attack hey I'm under attack hey I'm under attack <laughs> hey true. I'm under attack hey did I tell you I'm under attack <laughs> yeah. no Brian's like today. Shatner he can do a variety of screams and. <sighs> Yeah, I always tell everybody, it's like, unless you're a British Asian lady, you know, I don't want your free voice acting. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm under attack. Hey, what do I do about these guys? Oh, my God. That would, be, that would be so worth it if you, if you got voice actors that actually were impressionists. And they, <laughs> oh you could God. have Schwarzenegger and Walken and just the everybody. Lawsuits. Get to the base! Run! <laughs> oh my god. Do you guys Shoot ever that see that guy! Go! Ah! I don't know why nobody's ever the... done that. Because, you you know... Oh, man. That is such a good idea. You, <laughs> because there's people out there that, like... Well, Kevin Spacey yeah. does a lot. But it's either a really good idea or the worst idea ever. And you've got to, like, invest a lot of time and money and reputation to find out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just make it toggleable. I would love Christopher Walker as a wingman. Hey, can you imagine go a Warhammer forty thousand uh, Warhammer forty thousand game where like the Inquisitor talked like Christopher Walken? What? <laughs> I, I said, imagine a Warhammer forty thousand game where the Inquisitor talked like Walken. Hey, Lieutenant, go kill that orc. Hey, it's a heresy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. I interrupt yeah. myself now and then. Anyway, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Natalis uh, Gaming wants to know how capturing. Ship yeah, you'll have a uh, you'll have a ship. You'll have a ship that does it like at the pirate base. Um, you'll buy this sort of thief ship, and it's going to have these sort of metal prongs, and it'll drill itself into the other ship, and then you'll capture other ships. Oh. Um, that sounds and, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like in the first game, I had ships that sort of dug themselves in, so that that idea is gonna is gonna go forth from that. So, yeah, you'll have to capture like military ships, but of course they're not gonna they're not gonna be happy with you there. Um, of course, man. And then military is gonna be powerful, but if you want to be that guy, you'll you'll take over the entire map. And of course, if you take over the entire map, you have to have an even bigger enemy to fight. You know. Um, so it might be kind of funny because in the first game you're like fighting the people that took over the map and in the second game you're the guy who potentially takes over the whole map you know uh, it's a bit of a what do you call that mirroring 
literary effect or I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know you call it. I'm, I'm, I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of it. So you get a specific ship to capture. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. That means it gives you something that you need to protect. And you know what? I I I give Privateer Two a lot of shit for having to make your own um uh make your own escort missions by hiring cargo con- cargo ships. Yeah, I actually kind of like that. Yeah. Well, the reason that people hated it in Privateer Two is because you couldn't leave. Until yeah, your, and your cargo were ships are stupid. Your cargo ships are also stupid. Yes. But uh yeah, you couldn't you also couldn't leave. But the thing is in a lot of games, you know, you uh you you're usually supposed to be able to handle the cargo yourself, you know. So Yeah, they they did something <clears throat> which was like unheard of and they tried something new and they got blasted for it. So they should have really kept both. They should have added the new thing. But but kept the uh, the traditional thing as well. I, th- I think ultimately the cargo game that we want is called uh, Euro Euro Truck Sim Two, mm-hmm. but it just needs to be on a spaceship because because <laughs> seriously, I mean it, it does like all the it's like my my wife's family's in the trucking business, so I'm, I'm oh, really familiar. Yeah, um, so it's like you know the whole the whole like getting a load from somewhere. You never want to fly anywhere empty. And the you know it, it would just it would just be really cool. Like nobody's done it. Um, so here um, you can be that space trucker guy, or you can like buy a space truck and you can be like, all right, just do your own thing. So so and basically, then, you can you can hire the truck and be the escort, or be the truck and hire the escort, or just have them just go by themselves, or okay. you can assign escorts to them and just just let them go like that. So okay, because I'm I'm kind of um, getting vibes from from like the X games, you know, like X three. Yeah. And, so so there, it's a lot. I take a lot of my stuff from X games, but then I, I think I improve it in in a sense that that's how I would like it. Mm. Can I can um, I actually build my own bases and stuff though? And, yeah, you probably won't be able to build your own bases, but well, actually, it depends because there's things called platforms. You'll be able to build platforms, okay? But they'll be more like defensive platforms, right? Because uh, a base would platforms. be like years to build. So yeah, yeah. So you you'll be able them, to build. You can't build them. That's fine. Exactly. It'll, it'll be more like that, you know. So like in X Games, um, the economy was was really complicated to the point where you could break it, you mm-hmm. know. It's not going to be like this here. You know, there's not going to be a thousand different resources. So, so people that really love that having like supply chains, they're, they're not going to be really satisfied with Void Destroyer. It's more about action. Yeah, there are other games you could play if you want to be a space business person. Yeah, I think the X Games really nailed that, and in a sense of like the whole supply chain and having all these complexes. And I think they nailed it. So, Agreed. I'm not going to try doing that. You know? No, good, good, but. From the usability standpoint, I'm going to improve over it because in X Games you had menus, 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 menus. Here you select the ship, you right click. You know, right? Yeah. You, you select the transport ship, you right click on a base. That's it. You select yeah. the mining ship, you right click an asteroid field. Yeah, That's I it. never, I never fully clicked with the uh, X Games because I was always like, if I want to run a business, I'll play capitalism or I'll play. See? And and if it's easy, then you will run a business if you if you have a mining ship and you right click on a field and it just does its own thing. Right. You're going to do that, you know. And you'll be like, "Hey, look, I made five thousand credits, you know, whatever." Exactly. You know what I mean, 
you're going to be fine with that. Um, if you, if you have, if it's hard, you're not going to do it, but yeah, if it's overly complicated, I'm not going to want to do it. Exactly. You know, I have to satisfy like every, all these different crowds of space gamers, like the economy guys, the pirates, the bloodthirsty, the mercenary, and and a mix of all the above, you know, I got to try to satisfy them all. But the nice thing is if I put a trading ship in the game, which you have to put a trading ship in a sandbox game, right? Of course. It's it's the same code whether it's the AI or it's me, you know. Oh, that's same cool. exact code. You know what I mean? So it's there, there's a bit of that in there where it's um mm. where it's so, this kind of synergy there. So I have a I have a homework assignment for you, Paul. Mm-hmm. It's one word, it's called freelancer. Oh, and geez. so so I just I rediscovered this the other day because I, I skipped freelancer when it was new. Like, because there was which, very which blows like, my mind, which blows I, my I, mind. I rediscovered every few years. I rediscovered that game. So I found the the discovery mod, right? It, yeah. I, I started with a different mod, the Crossfire Two mod, and then I I looked, you know, because it brings up the list of like the multiplayer, and there was like a hundred and some people on this one server, but I needed the discovery mod for it, so I went and and got that. Um, and then I jumped in there, and it was like a little mini MMO, you know, with all the other people running around and stuff. Um, but it's that sense of, of economy is there, right? Because it's like you go to a base, and they'll give you a mission, like haul this shit over there, you know, or, or go kill this guy or, or whatever. So, it, But it kind of – it's cooking missions in the bases that sort of tailor, you know, what, whatever play style you're going for. Like if you want right, to be that right, trucker. Right. Yeah, there's a mission that you know you could fulfill doing that. But if you want to be a combat guy, there's probably something on the job board for that. Yeah, well, it's going to be similar. Where you know the, the prototype has mainly combat missions, but um, you can be like a repair guy, or you can have a fleet of repair ships. Mm-hmm. So you who do you get your missions from? Is it is it NPC stations that you go to and they want stuff? Right done? now, right now you get them from bases. But what will happen is just like in most sandbox games, you fly around, you see stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll be like that, like that. Plus there'll be story missions and just sort of like you fly around all of a sudden you're, you're in a big battle or, or stuff yeah. like that, you know? I think so right now you sort of get in this job board type situation. I think it would be um, interesting if the arc was like you start out being the humble guy that's picking missions off the job board. And at the end of the game, you're the guy putting the missions on the job board. Yeah, so one one thought is when you own a base, you like say, okay, I want ten like transport ships, I want ten repair ships, and the repair ships like will you know find other ships to repair type of thing. Or if you're a pirate, I'm like, I want ten cargo stealing ships, yeah, and ten like you know ransom guys, kind of like that. You know, that that's that should be pretty easy to do. Mm. Well, did you ever play? There is a there is a fantasy kingdom game called Majesty, and what was an interesting dynamic there was you would put bounties on things. Like, oh, there's a monster lair over here. I'll put a 500 gold bounty oh, cool. on that. And then there's just NPCs wandering around, and they'd be like, hey, there's a job over there. I'll go do that. And That's a pretty good, cool so, idea, yeah. Yeah, so I was good. thinking, like, if you put the job board and you throw money on it and you just say, I want this done and I'm willing to pay a 1,000 credits, and then some NPC will just pick that job and go do it or failed it. Yeah, because there's, like, the asteroid fields have pirates, like, like Brian sees and comes across a bit like pirates. Right now they just spawn there, but they also come from pirate bases too. There's no pirate bases in, in the prototype, but um, so you could say like, you know, you could put on a board like, hey, clear this field, 
like a bounty hunter guy shows up and does. They do it automatically anyway. But this would be like an incentive for them. Yeah, I could see that. That's pretty cool. Because then when their field is cleared, then your mining ship is going to be... Oh, man, it looks like four ships are coming. <laughs> Brian. You could try to evade them, by the way. You could, like, veer to the right. Um, yeah, because really the, the way that that would work would be pretty interesting. Because if there's pirates, yeah. you would have to post missions to kill pirates for a reward. Because if you put the mission to go mine the ore, the miners are going to go out there and try to do that and get killed. So, right. so you'd have to first put a mission up to go clear that out. And, yeah, that that, that could actually be pretty darn cool. Because it wouldn't yeah. be like you're specifically given the order. You're just putting the task out there. Like, I want this done. Somebody, please do it. So, And, and then, of course, if you're sick of waiting, you get in your ship and go do it yourself. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, that would be that would be cool because the goal is that you go from like you know the space bomb right to space king. Um, that'd be a nice way. Yeah, like at the end, you're the guy putting the missions up. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, that's a that's a military guy. Don't shoot that guy. <laughs> yeah, you want that guy to clean up for you. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of plans. You know, I got to start, like, promising the moon now, now that the, you know, Kickstarter is, like, about to, about to uh, hit its its conclusion. To kind of, you know, we'll see how the how the last week goes. But right now, it's not looking great. So I got to start promising things. So I'm promising, you know, other games you can land on planets, right? Well, I promise in Void Destroyer, you'll be able to land on the sun. And the sun will be fully, every atom will be fully uh, simulated. You guys still there? Yeah, sorry. I had the mic muted. I actually, I loaded up Void Destroyer 1 in the background, but it kind of trapped my mouse. <laughs> so No, my mic was, my mic uh, was still muted because I was, I had a coughing fit. Okay. I made it. Guys. I made it. Oh my God, I made it. It looks you like. I made it. it. And my ship has a small self-repair? There is a little bit of self-repair. So there, there might be, there probably will be some kind of a shield, like a, like a bubble so. shield. There's going to be a little bit of that. You know, you'll be able to upgrade it. There might be some kind of better repair system, like probably not like freelancer type where you hit a button and it's like a health potion. I know. I, I liked it, that. but I didn't like it. You know? <laughs> I liked it as a gamer, but I didn't really like it as a... That's like fair. Designer, that's know? fair. Yeah, it's, it's basically like basically turns into a Diablo, but you're playing a spaceship instead of. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. like, why can't the other guys do it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the weird thing is like why? the other guys never do it. Like yeah. I think in the mods though, I think in Discovery they do do it. It's like a disconnect. It's like hey, you're playing a game. You know, you're sitting in your basement right now. You know, <laughs> uh, you don't want that feeling usually. You know, you don't want the monitor staring back at you. You know. <laughs> Right. Oh, I can't buy the so one. Yet. Okay, I'm gonna try. One thing in the first game try and buy that I felt in. that I really underutilized was you had like five different move modes for the ships. So I I could like I could uh, orbit around the ship and then yeah. give it an order like you know slide over that way or whatever. Or I could uh, or I could actually take direct control of the ship and and it was like the AI's on, the AI's off, and, and it, it, that was kind of confusing. So. What can you do for accessibility 
in that where so the idea there was that mm-hmm. those were I just optional, felt like I'd be you know? doing better if I actually used the idea there was that it was optional and and the problem is when you when you overwhelm of options you know it, it's it's not it's not good you know over some players are like yes this is great I got all these options some players are like oh my god too much freedom ah you know <laughs> stop it you're oppressing me you know um, and then there's everybody in between. So my idea was like, you're, you're like, okay, I want to pilot this way. I want to pilot that way, whatever, you know, it's up to you, you know? Cause I'm like, Hey, I love adding features. I'm just going to add this and add this, I'm going to this, 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 you know, this time, Brian, try to like evade those uh, enemy guys. Try to like steer to the right. Okay. Yeah. You might, you might like avoid a fight that way. Oh, so um, don't go, don't go on a straight. Don't go on a straight path. I see. When you see them pop in, you can try to like, because they're trying to intercept you before you deliver the, the data type of oh, idea. Oh, um, But you could try to like veer to the right and try to like avoid them. You could like try to outrun them because you still have a pretty fast ship, I guess, compared to them. So, so that was the idea. And, and you see a lot in games where they're like, quote unquote, watered down, but really they're polished, you know? And my games tend to not have so much of that you know they're, they're more like raw like brain dumps type of a thing you know indie guy ideas here so well i mean I, there's going to be that it's like still well you know, it's that's there gonna... and if you don't like it you don't have to use it right but but i just felt like i just felt yeah, like well, there's so much of this and i'm supposed people, to be you know? using it and you know so yeah like in for example in the fight with the with the driller ship um, there's like a big giant drill ship. It's like a bolt charging you, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, the player should really try to evade it like a bull, like straight to the right, you know, or use the, the, the boost abilities to get out of the way, you know, that type of thing. But then players would run away from it and they would keep shooting straight on at it. But straight on is where it was. Mm-hmm. It's like hard point had the drill, which would like absorb damage. So they were like sending me things like, oh, it took me 10 minutes because I flew away from it and the fleet was like so far behind not doing any damage, you know, it was like, it's like a two minute boss fight. So, so that kind of stuff and just try to dock with the base now and just like boost forward. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And you can even use the gravity drive, uh, shift G and you like, you hop to it super fast. If you shift G it. Like, huh. Yeah. Oh shit. Did it work? Ah, it kind of worked. Ah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm not sure. I don't think it worked. Okay, whatever. It kind of yeah, worked. It like so worked for like a nanosecond. So it's, yeah, afterburner. There it goes. There, I saw it worked right there. For like a, yeah, it worked for like a minute. So there's going to be this yeah. risk reward. You know, you chose chose a high level mission with, with better rewards, but at the same time, you got, you got like oh, four guys. Come on. Let me dock, you idiot. And then these bases will have more of a protection. You know? Oh, God, enemy too close. Ah, shit, shit, shit. Uh, okay. I shouldn't have put that in there. I should just let you dock because these situations would be good where you feel like, you know, like you got away. I'll take that out. I'll take that out. Uh, that removes that feeling. Now you're like all bouncing around. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that. Uh, this type of situation, you'd feel awesome. Now you yeah, feel it was like. Yeah, you can't get me, sucker. You know, but yeah. now it's like fuck, fuck, fuck. You gotta kill this guy. Yeah. Uh, and 
I should, I'm going to take that out. So especially on courier missions where you just like want to hop into the thing, just want to deliver the data, you know? Oh, shit, shit, shit. So yeah, it's, it's a challenging thing, you know? Um, but Hey, that's, that's what I signed up for. I'm not complaining. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty rewarding thing when somebody that likes the game says, Hey, I loved it. You know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, Where'd you go? go? Ah, Shit, 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 Son of a bitch! It's uh, it's not so. Yeah. Son of a bitch! We'll we'll fix that up. That's fine. Yeah. All right. So sh- as of right now, the Kickstarter has nine days left. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for the big uh, rally. So, so <laughs> folks, by the time you hear the <coughs> shit, excuse me. All right. Thank God for that mute button. Um. Folks, by the time you hear this, I'll probably be seven days-ish left. Uh, well, on YouTube, I don't know. But when, on the podcast, there's going to be like a week left. Unless you're hearing this in the future, and it's already in. But if you're hearing it in um, the future, but if please not. call back to the past and give Paul the lottery numbers. Because then then we're done here. Yes, give Paul the lottery numbers. Or send him the uh, the book with all the winning sports scores. Don't send it to Biff Tannen. That guy was modeled after Donald Trump. Do not send it to Biff Tannen. I'll be, I'll be even worse than that guy. Are you kidding me? He was. I, I have read an article that said the guy who created him modeled him after Donald Trump. I'm not even making that up. <laughs> you I think, think that guy was bad? I'll, I'll rule you guys like a king if you send me that book. Uh, I got a lot of people on my enemies list. Oh, shit. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of payback coming if I get that book. Well, I'm hoping you get a last minute surge because I've noticed a lot of people like do the remind me thing, and then like yeah, the last 48 not. hours are like. Pfft. So, if you want to hear me whine, it's it's brutal <laughs> these days with Kickstarter, and maybe it's really? maybe it's me, maybe it's the project. No, I don't think like... it's you. I don't think it's you. I've I've been I've been looking at Kickstarter, and they're like all these games that look great, and they're like. Two percent funded. Like what? I think people have fatigue. I I thought my ask was like a slam dunk. You know, I should have made it like five grand or something. I don't know. But it's it's one of those things where you can't make it too low because you're you're, you're committing yourself to a lot of stuff here. You know. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, no, you're no. trading your 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 promises for for money. You know, and you gotta honor that. You know, you can't you, and you can't really justify it for like a grand or something. You know, it's it's right. got to be it's got to make more make sense for both of you right but it's it's brutal i mean um no media covers you anymore you know they, unless you actually get funding and then they might cover you but then it's sort of like too late if you're struggling um literally like you know it, it's drying up there, there's a real chance that this is not going to make it oh, um, so what is do you have a plan b if it doesn't so plan b is to self-fund it to keep self-funding it um Plan B is 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 the the plan where Paul is like losing every every the the few hairs that I have left. You know, that's the stressful plan. Uh, uh, you know, but but it's one of those things where hey, it's it's my life now. It's my full time job now. So it's 
it's my commitment, you know. So the game's going to get made. It, it's probably going to have less ships, and less sound effects, less polish, you know, which which just kind of hurts it. Yeah, Silver um, Silver Force brings up an interesting point in the chat that um, space games struggle on Kickstarter. He says because Star Citizen <laughs> sucked ninety three million dollars. It collapsed so both, the space game economy. Nah. Star Citizen and Elite, you know, and and. But here's the thing: they're not really like taking money away from me. Right. What happens is I'm in this I'm in this market um, I'm in this sort of market. I'm not really affected by the big guys because I'm kind of too small. Right. You know? I'm kind of too small, so I'm not like super affected by them. So I'm not blaming them really. Um, you know, if there is such a thing as blaming them. But um, I think it's mostly Kickstarter fatigue. The time of year right now is also not great. It's funny because. You don't want to launch in November because that's when all the AAAs launch. Like next week is Fallout, and all these. And then, yeah, Fallout's launching next week. Not next week, two weeks from now. Oh, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Fallout Four. You know, and then nice. uh, after that, all these AAAs are going to launch. But what's happening is all these indies are launching now, like Rebel Galaxy, yeah, Shadow Space, everybody else. Still have money. You know? So it's like it's like a double whammy. I try to get out earlier, but it, I didn't make it. With, with there's all these logistics things, so. I'm blaming like every single thing, including myself. Um, but here's the thing, right? So any anytime you do any major project, it's it's not a straight line, you know. Right. You, when you, when it's a success, you see the straight line, and you're like, oh wow, look at that guy, he did it, you know, he's so great. And then you actually like read about it, or you go through it, and you're like, well, here's where it had a failure. Here's a little stumble. Here's a problem. Here's the thing. You just gotta keep overcoming these things. You know, right. you just got to keep overcoming this. You got to keep moving forward. You got to be an optimist. You got to try to be a little bit of a pessimist to keep yourself safe, you know, so you don't go broke or in debt, you know, you don't hurt your family and things like that, you know, but you got to be a crazy optimist where you're a little bit delusional, you know, you got to be a little bit delusional, you know what I mean? I, you got to like hear that in yourself and be like, okay, whatever, man, that's fine. You can be a little delusional. Yeah, that's part of the deal. Yeah, that's what you signed up for. And so uh, Silver Force kind of wants to. It seems like he wants to blame Star Citizen, and I I don't think you can solely blame all these gamers investing in Star Citizen, not investing in Kickstarter. I mean, there have been some high profile Kickstarter failures. Here's what's interesting. Okay, here's what I think is interesting: is a lot of the backers to Star Citizen are not are might not. Okay, some are like the old school space sim guys who yeah. I'm sort of targeting. But a lot of them are like people with disposable income. They're like kids who have a lot of time for MMOs, potentially. You know, it's the mass appeal. It's, they got the mass appeal. You know, my games don't tend to have the mass appeal, mm. or at least I haven't gotten it yet. You know, we'll see with right. part two. So they're not. I'm not really competing against them. I'm competing for like the budget guys, the the sort of hey, I like indie game guys. You know, right. the the people that played the X games, like X two, made a crazy complex. Or played like forty hours of X Games, sort of. That's my core crowd, and and they're more of the jaded <laughs> bunch, maybe. You know, maybe now. And Kickstarter is funny because you're giving money at a promise. You got to be a little bit special to do that, you know. And I know because I backed my share. Um, you got to be a little bit special to be like, hey. And it used to be like Kickstarter was like your early access to games. Now Steam has early access, you know. You want to play game in development, you want to tell the guy making it what you think about it, you get early access, you know. 
So Steam, all these other things. It's more challenging, but I got an established audience. I got a game I'm working off of, Boy Destroyer 1. Right. You know? So, hey. Alexander brings up a good point in the chat, so I'd interrupt. He said that Rogue System, I don't know if you know that game, that failed. Yeah, yeah, I backed it. Yeah. It's Kickstarter, but um, it's now in early access because it got a publisher. So Rogue System, uh, I think I think he really distinguishes himself. Yeah, he does. He does by having the Falcon Four of uh, yeah. I think he's spaces. really carving out a niche. It doesn't appeal to me personally. That's just me. But when I see the, I, I like watching the videos. You know, I watch Scott Manley play. I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. You know, right. I watched you play. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I have like no desire to play it myself. It's just me. You know, whatever. Yeah, I hear. But um, he's carving himself a niche, so hey, best of luck to the guy, you know. Right. Best of luck to him. He's my my thing is like I'm trying to do everything at once, <laughs> which is my niche. Like, hey, I'm a space, I'm a real time strategy, I'm a sandbox, you know. Now, that's my niche. I gotta it's say, I really like the sandbox. Thing. I'm really enjoying. The it's sandbox. gonna be so much better. Like even today, those repair platforms you came by, they're like empty. Right. Well, I added, like, ships specifically to go there when they're damaged. Oh. There's going to be, like, repair ships flying around. There's going to be distress signals. I just added the distress signal uh, today. And other ships are going to be doing it. So you're going to see so much life just flying around. You can, you can deal That's with important. it or not. You know? That's so gonna important. See, there's going to be these little elements that are all going to combine, like an anthill. All of a sudden, it's, like, little tiny ants, like, basic little creatures, you know, which is what AI is, really. Right. Yeah down to it but when you look at it it seems so complex because you don't see the little seams you know you don't see the little process you see the interactions so yeah that's what i'm going for you know uh, I, I i really hope to push the sandbox sandbox really well in there yeah i'm, I'm excited about that because i've been i've been playing for a few hours now and i've really been enjoying just flying around doing missions you know, you that's get, one that's why i love about these games about hitting is missions to turn off the flight assist and and uh, I didn't realize right, that right. was there. So I'm playing Void Destroyer 1 right now, just experimenting with that. It, is, it changed yeah. my life. Like, this is a different thing. Because uh, eh. that's kind of... Uh, well, like, Brian and I, we were playing a lot of Evacron for a while there. And that's kind of how Evacron is. Is It's like, if you thrust in a certain direction, you're going that way unless you counter it. And... Right, yeah, right, and, right. Well, it gives me the ability that, 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 like, I'm chasing a guy, he goes past me, and if I am just chasing him, we're just going to go around in a circle, I'll never line up on him. But if I tap F, I can whip the ship around and shoot him without having to mess with the throttle. It's it's just, you know. And often, you want, like, you want to turn it off, you don't want to overshoot your, your, you don't want to overspeed your your targets, you hit F, and you're going to keep moving, so you're not going to get hit as much. But then you, you just turn, you know, the Star Fury. Yep, exactly. Star that. Fury effect. So, yeah, I'm I'm liking that. Yeah, I think I think people playing part two will hop back to part one and yeah. be like, oh, this what? is a reasonable I think we're, game. we're part one might, overwhelming. I might do that was, now. was like I'm cool until the point where you get the big cap ship. And then I'm trying to I'm trying to be an admiral. And if I had an option to just stay in the fighter, I would have yeah, probably hit- done better. But it sounds like you're kind of doing that in this. Make um, you start small. Just, just, just for for the boy destroyer, t- turn on the easy difficulty okay. just from the start. Turn it on, and um, 
yeah, your stuff is going to die much, much slower. And it's just, it's, it's going to be a whole different game for you. You know, and then a few hours in, you can turn it back on or whatever um, type of a deal, you know. So, yeah, but, but you know, like like Silver Force saying there's zero mass appeal. You know, I don't necessarily need the mass appeal. I need like, hey, I need, if I get one-tenth of the mass appeal, I can make another game, you know. Mm, that's uh, true. Yeah, that's all I really need. You know, if I could make games, then that's fine. Sooner or later, one of them might hit, or or <laughs> I could retire to some 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 smaller country with better so currency what, value. What en- is this yeah. your own homebrew uh, engine, or what are you? <laughs> this is my own engine, which is made out of different parts of different like components, like a rendering engine, okay. uh, physics engine, things like that. When I started, Unity wasn't a thing, so I'm I'm coding it in C plus plus. And I have absolute oh. control over everything, which is great. Because I'm, cause I'm thinking, like, well, I, I was talking about, oh. you know, playing Free Space 15 years later because of the mod stuff that people can do. And I'm wondering if you just build modability into this thing. It's already in there. It's in there in the first game. It's in there in the second game. It's going to be even better in the second game because the yeah, sandbox picks stuff up automatically. Point in the Kickstarter, just be like, yeah, full mod support. Because you gotta let them know it's there. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's in there. Honestly, with the Kickstarter, it's like it's like yelling at the wind. You know, it's it's like yelling and nobody's listening. It's 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 kind of it's kind of odd. It's like eerily silent, especially now. You know, like um, even even the original backers from the first one, uh, even those guys are like hesitant. They're like, oh, buy it in early access, maybe. You know. I think I think a lot of Kickstarter yeah. fatigue just just like nailed them. Um, it's it's yeah. pretty brutal. You know, I got to keep trying. I got to keep my hopes because I'm rally. thinking honestly, um, like at this point, because Kickstarter is, is just sort of a pain in the ass, and you have a playable game already, so it, it would kind of be like just fire off the early access and just say, "Hey, it's super alpha. I'll give you the first game." And not yet, not yet, but. Definitely not yet, but but yeah, that's right. You know, because honestly, I think that's thing. probably the better yeah. thing because it's like, hey, if I'm if I'm gonna get in the thing right now, then yeah, here here's here's ten bucks. I don't like you know Brian already like smacked into all these bugs. Like right now, he's not seeing the targeting um, uh-huh. indicator over that ship that he targeted. You know, uh, there's there's a yeah, bunch well, of bugs I, I to work out. Like there's a lot today, of life but, to add. You know, it... A lot of assets. The goal is like February, you know, the goal is February. I mean, if the Kickstarter fails, the big negative thing is not having all the testers from it, you know, all the players, all the testers for feedback, things like that. That's yeah. a big negative thing. So I have to figure that out. You know, maybe what I'll do is two backers. I'll be like, hey, if you guys want to test, you know, uh, here's the keys. If you find the crash bug and I fix it, you'll get the game for free. You'll get like the live key. Stuff like that. So, yeah, like Alexander is saying, you know, promotion is the hard part, and it's and you well, got to be good at yeah, like, like all these other. Just aspects. trying to get the it's, press it's to respond to you for, is a full time job, and and it's and it's nearly impossible, and it drains your energy, and then you feel yeah. like bummed out that it, that it didn't happen. You know, it's got all these components to it. It's it's pretty, 
it's yeah because uh, well the thing you know it's like there, they've got you know so many people on staff right and then the, you've got PR agencies dumping keys on you like shovels. It works. It works just like anything else. You know, the the the, the media, they're just like me. They want they want to make make money. Mm-hmm. They want to build. They want to grow. You know, they want to do what they love. What they love, and that takes mm-hmm. money. You got to. Well, you know, but I mean, not only right? that, but I'm I'm actually writing uh, for somebody again so, now, and and it's uh, my first article isn't up yet. I'm cool. actually working on it tonight, but. But the thing is, though, like seeing inside the sausage factory, right? So now I see the spreadsheet of we have this many keys, we have this many bodies. Yeah. Who who can who can grab this thing that just came in the door and actually do it justice, right? And right. And well, what I Which find is saturation. There's is more games the coming Google in the door is. than we have people to write about them. So right. So you got to pick the pick the ones that are going to get get you most money, most exposure. Well, you know, and here's Void Destroyer. Nobody knows about who's going to Google Void Destroyer two versus who's right. going to Google uh, Star Citizen. You know, there's your there's your uh, <laughs> decision making process. So they're doing what what right. they want to they have to do to survive. It, well, you need some publicity. I would say here. probably uh, pick a fight with Derek Smart and. <laughs> oh man, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be hard. You know what? I got a Derek Smart story. You guys got time? He might be I'll in tell the chat. Watch I hope he listens to this. So here's what's happening, right? I'm I'm in high school, and I see this magazine. It says, "Good things come to those who wait." It's got a lady like taking up lingerie, right? And it's got like Battle Cruiser 3000 AD. It tells me oh, all these great geez. things yeah. that we're gonna do. I still remember this, all right? Yeah, I remember that ad. And I go, I have fifty bucks, right? Like I had fifty bucks every few months back then. Maybe I'm whining, first world problems or whatever. But I would have like fifty bucks on my birthday, whatever. I buy the game, right? I'm so excited by it! Holy crap, right? And it's a horrible buggy mess, right? But I still, I still try to play it. I still try to play it, you know. And here's Derek Smart. He's like putting on patches. He's communicating with people. I'm like, man, you know, this guy is great. He's an inspiration. He's still coding away. You know, he'd be doing it on a street corner somewhere if he was homeless, you know. But when all said and done, I'm a teenager and I'm out 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say money, what, he, what he lacks you know? in, uh, and, in what he delivered, he more than makes up for in, in – uh... What would I say? Endurance. I would, I would say endurance is he's the, a dreamer, you know, that he's you know, still he's here, dreamer. He right? He got ahead. Yeah. He's, he's still here. He's a dreamer. I, I find him, I find him to be get like the, the games that he makes. Is. It's not my thing. Right. But, uh, as far as like an industry analyst, if, if he says it, it's kind of like Payne Weber. It's like, he might not be right, but you better be looking in that direction. Because he's, you know, he's got something in the wind, right? So, so, yeah, and it, yeah. it's, it's kind of like the some, whole Star Citizen he's, thing. He's got I'm kind of, I'm in the middle. I'm neutral on that. I really yeah. hope that they ship the thing. Um, I know that they're probably going to encounter some difficulties so along the way, um, because, like, you know, speaking of dreamers, like Chris is a is a big dreamer, and sometimes, you know, it's it's like he's got to have people be like, well, maybe not that. You know, so dreams, dreams are yeah. the bigger the dream, right? Um, yeah. And it's, well, I mean, it's like, challenge. you know, dream, dream big, deliver what you can just deliver something. 
So there you go, Brian. You got a buddy. I know. How do you how do you command him to do anything? Uh, shift A is attack. He'll oh. just do it by himself. But Shift A is if you want him to attack a specific target. Just like Tie Fire. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to get I, li- I like what okay, I like yeah. what Alan. So with Star Citizen, you gotta hand it to the guy because it is ambitious. You gotta yeah. you gotta look at the so ambitions. You gotta admire it. You know what happens with it is going to be up to history, but. There is, there is, yeah, so Alexander you can't fault Williams the guy in the for chat mission. has got the quote no. of the week. He said, Smart's, uh, Smart has a nature which we refer to as saying he ain't wrong. He might not be right, but he ain't wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to actually like frame that, that and put it on the wall. So true. He might not be right, but you just yeah, send it to him. <laughs> he's definitely, there's something. Uh, yeah. He's uh, entertaining, man. He's entertaining. I mean, his games are, they're entertaining. I mean, I, I don't know if I got 50 bucks worth out of it. Well, if it's any, if got, it's any consolation to you, it, uh, you know? Universal Combat's on Steam right now for free. So it'll be like your 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I bought, I bought two of his games. I bought maybe even three of his games. So <laughs> I think that was it for me. I'm like, you know what, man? Oh, um, you gave it a shot, you know. You tried. Well, you know what the you, problem you is. He didn't have me here. and Brian there. You tried to tell him, you know, like, hey, maybe it should be altitude poles. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's difficult. It's uh, bug hunting, and uh, bug hunting is such a difficult thing. And it seems like he always says there's no bugs in it, but I don't know, man. Whatever, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wish he would not have put a. I mean, a Star Citizen. I, do, I wish they would not have put up the 2014 delivery date. Uh, that, that was a bad idea. It should have been like 2017. Or they, or they should have been like games. And when it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, you got to put a date. Even if it's wrong, you got to put a date. It's unavoidable. You know? And it's, it's going to be it's gonna be beyond that. But you know what? Um Best of luck to them. I'm not into MMOs that much anymore. When I was younger, I was. I'm more into single-player mm-hmm. games. I can save. I can reload. You know, whatever. You well, know did what you mean? play? Because they had the um, free weekend. It was like a couple weeks ago. No, I didn't play. I didn't, I didn't play. It's weird, but I'm almost like staying away from other space games. I really want to yeah, be, be careful Galaxy, because really when you start playing it, you you're done for at least a week. That's all you're going to do. Here's the thing, oh okay? Because because now I work I work from home, right? So even if I play games eight hours a day, I'm still at a net positive. <laughs> well, you can write, but it's a tax write. Oh if you my buy god! I tell that to then write them off because that's research. Exactly right. I haven't done that because I'm like, you know what? There we go. That's some come up. It's yeah. Um, I I don't do that. I'm like, oh, just in case the IRS like audits me, I'm like, hey, look, I could have like cited this. But I didn't want to be a jerk. See. So um, with games, like, hey, it's market research. And I could definitely say that. I, my yeah. accountant tells me I could. I'm so, like, oh. uh, so question, <laughs> do you have kids? Okay. So no, well, not yet. What about, yeah. like, like, are it's you married a, or a girlfriend or a, something? A, oh, okay. Yeah, I have so a wife for she 10 game? years. Yeah. No, no, that's a bit of a, that's a bit of an issue where... My wife doesn't understand games a lot, you know, especially mm. like the more complex ones. She'll understand like Mario and 
yeah. she loves Zuma and stuff like that, you know. So, but from the more like first person shooter, she had like no idea what's going on, that kind of stuff, you know. Skyrim and and, and Foy Destroyers, like those games combined on steroids, you know, in terms of yeah. like controls and keys, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit hard talking to her, but she's. In, in terms of like, you know, I bore her. She bores me with her mm. accounting talk. She just did her CPA. So she bores me with that. I bore her with the game type stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, but whatever. Mm. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's it like I try to get my it's wife into the space games. Like uh, she played EVE Online and really liked that. Um, but but anything that's like this, I just I can't do it. And And if it's got a mech in it, she ain't looking at it. So I think it's because I like it too much, and she's afraid that if she turns into me, then we got real trouble. So, <laughs> but it's great because there's more that the market is opening up with with mobile. You know, it's people will there's going to be more mm. and more fans, and they'll they'll, they'll some not everybody obviously, yeah. but some people will move to the to the more hardcore quote unquote games or whatever. So I, I think it's I think it's a positive thing overall, except the whole thing, you know, the app store being everything for free. Yeah, that's, well, that whole race stupid, to the bottom thing. You know, but no, what I, what I was thinking though is like, you know, if, she, yeah, if she's, if that's, she's that's not, like a little bit like casual gamer, right? But it's like you know, she's got her thing, but it might not be yours, right? Um, but if she's open to it, like if you make her like the usability beta tester, because you just take some, because all of us we're hardcore, right? So we're gonna going to say a completely different thing right, but if right. you if you just put somebody at random down that that has no background in this and you say like see if you can figure out how to fly that right right and and if they can then you know i can yeah so and some people had issues with that they're like how do i turn how do i turn you know and they're like i can't hit anything in the game you know the first ship in part one is like turret guns which just automatically track you know you don't have to like yeah look at it to, to shoot it, you know. And yeah, because I, I used to mom test people, stuff, uh, right? It would just be like, hey, this thing I'm working on, you know, sit sit down and play this. And she's like, no, I hate that shit. And I'm like, that's exactly why you need to be the one. <laughs> that's why I want you. Yeah, there's 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 definitely some wisdom to that. I tried, I always wanted to get my friend to come in. He knows, he plays console games. I'm like, hey, try to figure this out. Never got the chance. There's all these things yeah. I never got the chance. It's oh, always there's always hey, so speaking of console games, something right? that's like 360 yeah. controller. Could this game do it? Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah, but uh, realistically, you would have to put well it once in a while, not bad, right? But but I'm thinking so if you, you got the core play... functions where you could do everything with a gamepad except for you know like bring up the map or do you know whatever. Um, Technically, technically, it's enabled. You could, yeah. you could technically. I'm just play thinking, like maybe that would home. that would set your usability weird, scope and and keep you from like getting too many keys or or whatever. Would and and also at that point, it's like, hey, it's gamepad friendly yeah. because people are, especially since uh, Steam or yeah, Valve just shipped that Steam box, right? Steam that uh, that's like the repeater box, whatever that they is. Have? No. I ordered I the, the gamepad. By the way, I'll I'll have it in Decemberish. I guess I ordered it a day too late. I don't care about well, the gamepad. Game I, I do link, want the link you? though. I want to be able to play some. What? No. What? Well, how are you going to play They're anything on the product? You don't what have are you talking pad? about? 
You could plug in a 360 gamepad. You could do mouse and keyboard oh, really? probably too, wow. right? You can actually, yes. The, thing, the, li- so the link has so uh, your coffee table. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I can get them yeah. to buy those. That's pretty much what it is. And then... For like console games, I think it's pretty awesome. I'm very excited about it because I would love to be able to play some games like roguelikes yeah. and shit. There are some games I would love to be able to play. Like the triple A's, you know, like Mad Max, I would play on my big screen. You know, I would do that. that oh, I, I would play all kinds of co-op shit like Battle Block Theater. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff and, that's and, great with controller. Yeah, yeah, do that too. Yeah, but in regards to Void Destroyer, it's, it's, I, I kind of want people mm. to drink the Kool-Aid, you know. Um, that kind of a thing. It, it sort of kind of sucks, but maybe it's like yeah. artistic well, vision. Well, like blah, you, blah, 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 what you were saying before, right, is, is you know? like, you know, I'm going to give you the basic stuff, and then I'm also going to build a bunch of other stuff in that's optional. So it's kind of like, well, if you got the basic stuff where I could play right, the right, game right. satisfactorily with the two sticks and however many buttons, right? And then the rest of those keys right. also do stuff and discover that. Yeah, and for part two, that that's going to work out well because here's the thing: right? most most people don't actually finish games. Oh, uh, I yeah, never fly around games. that base. No, I finished. I finished the game. I know. Once. I know. Fly I through know. it or fly around it. Once. Zoom in so you don't go through the red. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Or what, just that's, go to that red marker over there. That's what's getting me. I think. Yeah. Where yeah. the hell? Uh, so most people don't finish games. So here, um, that's that's okay because the end is like for the hardcore mm. crowd, you know. That's the kind of idea. Like in the beginning, you know, like like Brian, um, you know, he got his second ship like what hour into it or so, um, and now he's kind of struggling. But at the same time, there'll be more like opportunities to make money smooth. But right now, it's, it's pretty like the the jump to the next ship is pretty steep. It's like a thousand, hundred thousand credits. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a smoother jump. In, in, in the, but the pacing of that kind of works, but, though, because um, it's almost a tutorial where it's like, I'm going to limit you to the ship you're in. And then by the time you get another ship, you've probably figured yeah. this one out. <laughs> Sorry. And it actually gets, you know, game actually gets easier and then it gets harder type of thing if you, if you go to the harder areas. But yeah, the hardcore crowd will have like their own fleet. You know, like in Void Destroyer 1, like I pushed that on them like 10 minutes in, which was my bad. Uh, but that's what the game was about. You know, here, you're going to get a fleet like two hours, five hours, six hours, depending how, you know, what your skill level is, what your, what your goals are. You might focus on getting a fleet right away, that type of thing. Um, or you could just be in like a better fighter or a Corvette or a gunship, um, you know, which is like a fighter on steroids mm-hmm. type of thing, type of situation. Um. Yeah, you can hit shift enter. You'll you'll kick into uh, overworld world, world mode, not not nice. ship mode right away. You don't have to like wait for the oh, ships nice. coming to you. You can just like swap it. Um, yeah, or you can lead them away. You'll be able to hit your distress signal. They'll like come and get you. You can like lead one away. Uh, that's what I did this. Oh month. geez. Oh, I'm already getting hurt very badly. Yeah, you got like one guy with you. Yeah. yeah. You might need a you might need more ships for this guy. And one of the fields has like gunships in it, which oh. are just like melt your face. Uh, yeah. And you'll have, like, you'll have ships with missiles and things like that too, and upgrades. So oh. it'll be a, it'll be a bit smoother. Uh, plus, these guys have, have the chain guns, which are which are pretty pretty uh, powerful at, at close range. 
uh, and the shields. They're, they're, otherwise, they're pretty weak. So yeah, there's all these challenges that we'll, we'll surpass. But I think th- I think this game will, I think at least it'll be from that aspect it'll be much smoother. Um, so a lot more people should should be satisfied. But then the people that want the craziness, you know, will still have that. Will still have that. Sometimes you know you make sequel, you make it for like the critics, and your original guys are like, oh, you ruined it because this is different, it's easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. You you are dead. I am dead. And that is probably a great time to wrap this up because we've been talking for almost two hours. <laughs> two hours of pure that, fun. That's why you get to come two back. Two hours of pure awesomeness. Paul. Oh. Yeah, exactly. We should we should like we should we should bring him back guests. We we do we have been trying to bring now now that we've been doing this long yeah. enough we have guests we we can bring back. You got some great podcasts. So we should we have, have that. Thank you. Some, we should have that Roberts guy it's, it's back. It's pretty amazing. I think the think he'll show up. Uh, I won't even mention the the D word. No, oh, we we God. should get him and and Derek on at the same time. I mean, time. I mean, oh God, yes, we should, we should do that. <laughs> and the, just have it the, out, guys. Oh, just just get it out of your system. Oh my God! Yeah, just was, just go and fuck no, right now. Need, get it out of your system. Uh, Oh, we need voice actors. One guy that sounds like Jeez. Chris and one guy that sounds like Derek, and then we can just kind of stage it. It'll be a little audio drama. Don't they both have British accents? Don't they have be an don't, they, don't they both um, have slightly British bit, accents yeah. or something? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, so oh. we can just get some uh just, Chris just has got like a Boston one or LA has a pretty huge British population, so I can probably go down to you can get um, John Cleese. There are a few quite a few pubs around. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't <laughs> talk about the wall. Yes, I would. I, I would love to get John Cleese. We'll get John Cleese. No, we'll get John Cleese as Chris Roberts and Brian Blessed as Derek Smart, and just have them. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We need I, to kickstart this. It's a worthy goal. it's a worthy goal. Oh, oh Somebody my take god. the money and run to Mexico. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was that was amazing. <laughs> you could just delay it forever. <laughs> no, no. The folks, get, um, very old. Thank you for watching and listening. What? What? <laughs> oh god! All right. Good night. No, no. You know, you know. What we get. We have a mini Flash Gordon reunion. We got Timothy Dalton. And and not Timothy Dalton. No, it is Timothy Dalton, isn't it? He was uh, Voltan. No, 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 no. no. He was was Voltan. And then Brian Blessed. No, Voltan was the the hawk guy. guy. And you just get them. Oh, then then who was who was he was was, Prince uh, of uh, uh, Arboria, but I can't think. uh, Yeah, something like that. Yeah, God, I need to watch that movie. He kind of did. He did look like Robin, and he also put his hand into his box. What's in um, the stump? Remember that? Pain. Pain is in the stump. Maybe it was like the phantom uh, pain. Pain is in this movie. What, if you have uh, a limb cut off, but you have a stump. And never mind. Good night. Wow. Well, folks, uh, this is also, it. This is also the first it. podcast we did solely on YouTube gaming. And... Uh, we had no dropped frames. It looked pretty good. We had a pretty good audience, too. I am calling you an audience. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, I think this is the right decision to move solely to YouTube gaming. 
So I'm sorry, folks. No more Twitch. Um, yeah, keep an open mind. Who knows, right? Well, I mean, if right. Twitch switch eventually does switch to HTML5 and I can find a way to reasonably stream to both of them, because, I mean, I could have two OBS open broadcaster softwares open, but that would just kill my computer, I think. Um, so, um, so, yeah, right now, for the foreseeable future, until something changes, but for the foreseeable future, we are only doing YouTube. Uh, who knows, that might change far down in the future if Twitch gets their act together, but I'm not holding my breath. So, uh, yeah, no more Twitch, Alexander. I'm I'm tired of their clunky interface and flash bass player. I'm really tired of it. Um, and people are saying it's stuttering all the time. So, thank you everyone for watching and listening. Uh, next week is up in the air. I've invited a guest on, but... For Pete. For Pete. <laughs> for Pete? Oh, Jesus I'm like, who, I'm like, who's Pete? Oh, I see. Like um, the Bulls. Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> Chicago right. Bulls in the 90s. All I remember about that is um, that Saturday Night no, Live that was sketch. the Bears. The Bulls. Oh, really? The, they did both, but it was mostly the Bears. Mm. But they would also say the Bulls, the Bears. Yeah, it was mostly the Bears, but they were also about the Bulls, if I recall. Um, yeah, this this Eric, you're right. This does seem to work better because it's an HTML5 yeah, I, I like player it rather more. than a flash it's much based player. So it tastes great. It's easier on the resources. I mean, what really, what really was the tipping point for me was seeing that the uh, Frontier uh, Development guys. This is what they stream on, yeah. and their streams look great. Yeah, did you watch that so stream like, today? Hmm. I have not. Maybe I'll just good. I did. I did. Mm, I'll have yes, to watch it that. Was. It was neat seeing. It was neat seeing your ship. Well, they land said they were going to show buggy combat. Really cool. Yeah. They did. They did. Yeah, that was cool. But no, they they you started when you're flying your Cobra over a planet. Yeah. So what I want to see is I want to see somebody cool. in a Cobra then, strafing some unlucky bastard on the ground. Okay. Apparently you can do that. Apparently you can do that. I, I didn't like see the whole stream today, but apparently you can do that. Never get out of the spaceship. But there's, a, but there's also going to be uh, AAA and, and missiles and stuff, and, and the buggies can also shoot. Here, here's my final word on Star Citizen Elite other games. Yeah. When you're in space, you're fighting a ship. At a distance, compare my game to their game, you're shooting at a little dark blob either way. <laughs> <laughs> now the upload screenshots might be a little different quality, but when you're shooting at little yeah. blobs, you know, I think I think Certus from um, the uh, Gamers with Jobs podcast described every space game he's ever played. Yeah, but none more so than X-wing. <laughs> Holy shit, X-wing was all about. No, that this is true. This, you were looking yeah, at X-Wing was just about pulling the marker. stick back and yeah. holding it there. This is true. And just hoping that your your bullets will hit I as mean, you're he, turning right. So he's he's not... He, he, what did that one guy say earlier? He's not right, but he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go the big Lebowski and go, he's not wrong, he's just an asshole. Uh, because you, you, could, you could boil any game down to that kind of thing. So... 
Yeah. And no, he's not an asshole. I love Sturgis. I just love that line. I love that line so much. Uh, anyway, folks, we're getting really rambly now, so I'm going to cut the stream. Thank you so much for watching. Thursday. And Thursday. Multiplayer Madness. We're at uh, Thursday Multiplayer Madness. We're going to be doing that mod. What's it called? In yeah, it's a mod for Sins of Interregnum. a Silly Empire. And, uh... Yeah, guys, we're going to be doing uh, every week until um, The Force Awakens comes out. We're going to do a Star Wars game. For um, I know for right, multiplayer madness. That was your idea, Jim, and I think it's a great idea. So this week, right, so. sorry, go ahead. So so yeah, your pot. This podcast I mean this is one? kind of your idea, pretty much. Oh, um, well, I was like, we should one, get Paul back. Okay, go thing. ahead. Um, um, so this week we're going to be doing this mod. Next week we are going to try and return to X Wing Triumph Return. We're going to give it another word because we, yeah, if um, you could, Norway, where is he living Sweden, in? Somewhere, somewhere Norlandic. Uh, if you, why don't you ping him I will and pay see if he is willing at up. all. Like, what, what's your hourly rate? Show up. Okay. Well, I'm fine with that too, but just ping yeah, him since you're, do, you have the rapport with him. Ping him, please, and see if he will come on. To help guide us through that horrendously yep. puzzly mess of a mission that we've banged our head at, we've banged our head and against. If we can't like get 10, them, 11 we're times. get Jack Mace to come in and play Mech Warrior with us. So I know, no, I know. but that's not not, Star Wars not, not immediately. But I'm just there saying, I know Mechs in Star Wars. Can you imagine yeah. Mechs in Star I would, Wars? I would like say Jedi Mechs. Could you imagine play... that? We would get Jack to play his game with us, but nobody wants to play NetMech. No. <laughs> Unless you want to lag shoot about a mile in really? front of people. But do you remember NetMech? What's the thing with multiplayer games lag? Yeah, do you remember, Net do you remember NetMech back in the day? That's why, that's why I'm, I'm too old for it. I'm that's why I appreciate a good single-player game. You know, like this and like Rogue. I mean, Rebel Galaxy. Yeah. I was worried hey, about I, Rogue Galaxy, but it's Rebel Galaxy. By the way, people in the chat room, like, raise your hand. I can't see your hand, but do it anyway. Um, <sighs> if you listen to Lave Radio, or you're aware of Lave Radio, if you're like an elite fan, or, or whatever. Because, uh, yeah, because I've been uh, talking uh, to Psycho Cow, and those guys might pop on our show. <laughs> and, you know, we might... Is that what a psycho cow sounds no, like? No, he's Scottish. <laughs> yeah, but guilty cow. I don't, a... I don't know. Me well, it's kind of the move of freedom. Because it's... Yeah, it's like beef heart or whatever that means with the cows. Anyway. Um... <laughs> but it... I know, I know. Okay, but, we're, but anyway, we're off the deep end radio, here, folks. I'm going to go. Dude, well, we're going to cross say your the thing, wires say your thing. soon. Sometime. After Star Wars. At some point. At some point. After Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. After, after the holidays, we can do that. Because the holidays <laughs> are going to be crazy. But, uh, yeah, thank you for watching and listening, folks. And uh, whoever our guest is next week, we'll see you then. Bye. Cool. Bye, Bye Paul. Guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Boom.